the transition from being an athlete my whole life to sitting at a desk. Mm. And that transition was so much harder for me than any other transition. You know, we talked about middle school to high school, high school to college, that transition into being an adult and not being an athlete was so hard. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli. The following is a conversation with the Folly sisters, Hannah, Abby, and Gretchen. Hannah graduated from Part Tutor in 2009 and Stanford in 2013. Abby graduated from Part Tutor in 2011 and Duke in 2015. Gretchen graduated from Part Tutor in 2023 and will be attending Notre Dame this upcoming fall. Hannah is a three-time individual state champion, eight-time top three state finisher, number 11 all-time in career state meet points, and Indiana High School all-time number seven in the 454-31. Abby is a three-time individual state champion in the 800, twice setting the state meet record. Indiana High School all-time number 10 in the 800 and 208-91, twice a U.S. championship qualifier, and Indiana alumni all-time number 5 in the 800 and 202 flat. Gretchen is a three-time All-State finisher in cross-country, one-time individual state champion in the 800, setting his current state meet record of 204-95, four-time top four state finisher in track, Indiana High School all-time number 2 in the 800 and 204-95, number 7 in the 1600 and 447-39, number seven in the 3200 and 1013.86, and is already Indiana alumni all-time number 19 in the 800 with her state meet record. During this conversation, we covered their starts in the sport, the pros and cons of being multi-sport athletes, the role of family in their success, competing for a small school, handling early success, their favorite memories from high school, the highs and lows of D1 running, and what life has held for them after college. The Farley sisters are all super sweet down to earth and outside the family group chat, very humble. Don't let the sweetness fool you, though, if you toe the line with any of them, as they are all also highly competitive, driven, and expect the most out of themselves. I love getting to hear each of their journeys in both running and life, and how supportive they are of each other, despite each of them having so much success. Thank you guys for listening to and supporting this podcast. As always, I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, I give you the Farley Sisters. All right, Farley sisters, welcome to the Indiana Honor Podcast. How's it going? It's going great. Good. <laughs> Good. Nice. Have you guys done anything fun this summer? Uh, yeah. So we actually were all just together recently um, for some pretty important fun events. Um, so Abby was inducted into the Indiana uh, Track and Field Hall of Fame on Saturday. Oh, cool. So we all came back to Indy for that. It was super fun. And maybe she can talk about that more. Uh, but we also were here for Gretchen's graduation party. So <laughs> that's why I'm in, I'm actually in Indiana right now with Gretchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was this, when was the last time you guys were all together before this past week? Oh. Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, yep. Did the turkey yes. trot together. I remember that. Yeah. Gretchen beat all just, of us. Is it usually just holidays <laughs> yeah. nowadays? I'm is sorry. It usually, is it usually just holidays these days? Uh, yeah, mostly, mostly holidays, sometimes in the summer, if there's an event, actually the last time we were together in the summer was for my hall of fame induction and mm-hmm. Abby's engagement party. Yeah. So, and, and my wedding, which was a year ago. Oh yeah. I forget about that. I was thinking <laughs> in Indiana, in Indiana. Small detail. Yeah. Cool. That sounds like an eventful summer so far. That's awesome. 
Yes, yes. We uh I'm on my running break right now. So I've been pretty chill lately. I'm yeah. feeling good. Um I'm I'm getting started back into it though, which is fun. I I uh I I take joy in my running. I love to run. So honestly, that week off is kind of hard for me. It's <laughs> I get I always just um, ready to get back to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure it's been nice to have that that week off though. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, for oh sure. Oh my gosh, my body feels so good, and my mind is feels so good. <laughs> yeah, there's like yeah. No, there's nothing better than like the that point in the break where you're like, all right, I'm ready to go again. Like you feel like refreshed, mm. recharged. You're ready to get back exactly. after it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. Um, I'm excited for it. So we yeah. start off every episode with what's called tear talk. So we rank our our top three in a certain category. Uh, this one, this one's a little challenging. Like you really had to think about it. Um, so it's, if you could have one actor or actress play you in a movie of your life, what would be your top three? Oof. You guys want me to kick it off? Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So number three is, this is like my stretch person. Like I, hmm. I think he's a great actor. I think he seems like a decent person too. I've like listened to a podcast interview of his. Also an attractive guy, doesn't doesn't hurt. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, we're both blonde. That's about all we have in common. But uh that would be Chris Hemsworth would be a great, great mm. number number three there. Uh number two, Sterling Knight. Uh have you guys seen Sunny with a Chance, the Disney show? No. No. No? Okay. You're not missing <laughs> no. out on So this is one of two people that I get that like look that I look alike or look like uh so he played i forget what the character was but he like similar like blonde like flowing hair i don't know <laughs> I've, I've gotten that when i was younger that I looked like him and then the person that i get that i look like the most um which i think is a compliment and it's it's strange it like it's probably happened maybe like six or seven times in my life and all but one have happened when i'm playing basketball so i don't know what it is about <laughs> basketball looking like this guy but number one is Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, great, great actor. I feel like look-ish alike. So those would be my top three. Hannah, you want to take it from here? Okay. So I had to think about this a lot. <laughs> um, I think for me, I identify with actresses that play kind of athletic and tough roles. <laughs> um, or So I think, uh, I'm trying to give like the movies I've seen them in. Um, Probably, probably Sandra Bullock, number three. Hannah, you can't take my person. <laughs> we didn't talk about this. <laughs> oh, that's my person too. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of look alike, so I guess that works. Okay, so she'd probably be number three. Um, number two would probably be Karen Knightley. Like when I was in high school, we watched Bend It Like Beckham <laughs> with nice. the soccer team. I was like, oh, she's so cool. <laughs> Um, and then also person like Pirates of the Caribbean. And then number one is really because of one movie I saw when I was 13. So I saw Million Dollar Baby when I was 13 with my friends in the movie theater. And I thought Hilary Swank was so cool in that movie and so tough. And I just, I don't know, she's probably in my number one. So yeah. those are my three, Abby. Good. I guess clearly we're siblings because <laughs> I only had come up with two and one's not even, one's a character. It's not even an actor or actress. <laughs> so Sandra Bullock is probably, I guess, number two on my list. 
Um, and the first one is actually Linda from Bob's Burgers. I know it's not an actress. <laughs> and it actually is played by, I think it's a male actor voice. But um, I think our personalities line up. And my husband always says that I'm Linda from Bob's Burgers. So um, that's what I would go with. Gretchen. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Sandra Bullock for me as well. Um, which movie was she in? Oh, The Proposal. I love the proposal and I remember this one scene when she was dancing around this fire <laughs> singing this really interesting song and I don't know I just really connected with it and I just always love her for that scene um so Sandra Bullock and also Reese Witherspoon um I especially love her in Legally Blonde I just watched that movie again and she's so good <laughs> I just, I don't know why, but I just, I love her. And then my last one would be um, Anne Hathaway. Um, when I was young, I watched The Princess Diaries a lot. And especially for Halloween, I loved to dress up like princesses. Like that was like always my costume, Cinderella, uh, Ariel, maybe one year. I don't know, but I don't know, just connecting to her through my princess, I don't know, kind of loves. <laughs> I, that uh, yeah and Hathaway lover <laughs> that's a great three I also grew up on the princess diaries a little bit yeah. I've got two younger <laughs> sisters so yeah mm -hmm. it's great great oh, movies yeah. <laughs> cool those are a great three I love the, the overlap with the Sandra Bullock that's funny <laughs> that is so uh, funny so mm -hmm. next part is called car talk kind of a second icebreaker <laughs> um the gist of it is like the the thoughts that you have while you're driving or while you're in the shower or those those times where you have to think or even on a, like a long run um so i got one serious and one less serious so my serious one is so i'm uh coming off like a hip it band kind of injury and just thinking about my like mortality as a runner i guess <laughs> and I'm, i don't think i'm quite there uh, but coming up on that point of like coming to terms with, okay, like I'm not going to get any more running PRs. I'm not ever going to get in the best shit of my life ever again, but like, and being okay with that and just like pursuing being in the best shape I can possibly be. And maybe even in a more well-rounded way than just running. Um, so I'm like, I'm in that in-between phase. Cause my, so I was like a, a okay, decent runner in high school. But my 5K PR is actually from two years ago, also a turkey trot. And so, like, I know I'm, like, not too far off from it. But, yeah, just, like, thinking about those kind of things, those, like, transition phases of life. So that's my serious one. Less serious is our alarm clocks the best and worst invention in human history? <laughs> the best because, obviously, like, you can set it for whenever you want and get up for the things that you have to do. But also worse because... It's just the worst when it goes when it goes off in the morning, especially if if, it, if it's something that you don't want to do on the other side of it. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Also, just thinking about like what life would be like without alarm clocks or without light bulbs, even electricity. Like, you just kind of wake up when you did. You're like actually well rested all the time. It's just a different life. But so those are the things I've been thinking about over the past week. Do you guys have any anything you've been thinking about? Okay. Yeah. So for the serious one, it's actually pretty similar to yours, Josh. So I'm 32 now and uh, I don't really run anymore. Um, it kind of hurts when I run. <laughs> and I think 
Uh, the thing that I think about a lot is like, like just getting older. Like I remember being in high school and being able to go out and play sports and run and just like always feel good and like recover really fast and like never really thought about it. But now that I'm in my thirties, like I'll do a workout. I still go to the gym. I still, I still lift. I do bodybuilding. Um, but I don't recover like I used to, I get, I get hurt more often. And like, I'm just having a hard time with that. Um, because I'm a very active person, I'm very competitive, very athletic, and it's it's hard to start feeling my body not keeping up with that as much. <laughs> and sure. I know I'm only 32. That's not old, but it's definitely different than when I was Gretchen's age, <laughs> uh, for example. So I'd say that's my serious one. That's kind of milling around in my head quite a bit. Um, the silly one. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Listen, listen, oh listen. no, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so we call a W a W, but it actually looks like a double V. So why don't we call it a double V? Oh, right? It depends on how you write it. Oh, that's well, I mean, usually in most fonts, it looks like a double V. Mm. I don't know. Good one, Hannah. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> so why why do we call it a cyclist? But then a bicycle, you know. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> More things to think about on the More in the things. car ride. Well, right? maybe cyclists <laughs> could include people riding tricycles and unicycles. It's not just mm. bicycles. Why mm. isn't it like why isn't it a cyclist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. I, I don't know. I, don't know. Right? I, I think I misunderstood that one. <laughs> <laughs> These are the important things. Yes, um, very, very important. Yes. Abby, what are you I, thinking about? I think I accepted my running mortality a couple years ago, um, having kind of like reached the peak that I felt like was like the peak of my running. Like it doesn't weigh on my mind as heavily. So what I currently think about in the car is we just bought a house a few months ago. So I'm always thinking about all the renovations that we could be doing or we could do <laughs> like, oh, it should be tear out something in the bathroom should we like push a wall out and like not that we have money to like do a major renovation but it is fun to like uh definitely you know brainstorm that while I'm in the sitting in Boston traffic for like an hour um less serious uh, as I'm sitting in traffic I try not to drive thankfully I work remotely uh most days of the week but it, when I do have to go out I I always wonder like what if teleportation existed I wouldn't have to be sitting in traffic. I could just, you know, get right to the office or go across the world somewhere. I hate planes, so that would also alleviate that issue. Um, so yeah, I also think a lot of other crazy things, but those are the the, the topics of the of the week on my brain. Gretchen, <laughs> how are you, how are you feeling over there? I'm feeling pretty good, Abby. Um, <laughs> So when I'm in the car, well, obviously I have a, a new phase in my life starting pretty soon, college. So I that is pretty much on my mind 24-7. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about, okay, how am I going to balance everything? I have my running career. I have my academics. Um, I'm living on my own now. That's a new one. Um, my mom's always done my laundry for me, so <laughs> I need to learn how to <laughs> <laughs> um and how to balance everything but um I, I'm definitely excited but I know it's going to be a, a new adventure and um 
so just constantly thinking about it and um probably on a less serious note so I have two animals I have a dog and a rabbit pepper um so I'm constantly thinking about okay if pepper and Rudy were humans what would they <laughs> sound like <laughs> and sure. I always think pepper sounds probably like a little British person like can I have my veggies or something like that and then my dog's a little small multi-poop um and he gets really anxious a lot and so I feel like with Rudy his voice would be like very fast and like very just like anxious and um (laughs) funny maybe a little high pitched because he's a little small dog so um yeah I always think about that and always think about kind of what they would say if they were humans it, it's it just kind of cracks me up I don't know <laughs> you ever think about like what like what they would be like as humans like if they were to go to school or something or like, oh my god would they be the cool one or the yeah. whatever yeah you know I feel like Pepper would probably be in the cool group he's a pretty chill guy Rudy <laughs> I don't know I feel like he's a he tries really hard and um he thinks he's big stuff like if there's a big dog that comes walking along like he tries to act all tough but then when he gets closer to them he gets all scared and like <laughs> starts to whisper <laughs> so you know who knows what Rudy would be but probably wouldn't be in the, the cool group <laughs> nice. so uh, with college are you feeling more excited more nervous more anxious what's like kind of the dominant feeling I'm actually probably more excited than anything um I think it helps probably being closer to home um Mm. I know that I'm not moving across the country or doing anything like that so (laughs) I'm staying in state um I've been in contact with all of my teammates all of my the current people there at Notre Dame and the ones coming up with me and they're all just the sweetest people and I feel like that makes me just really calm inside knowing that I'm gonna have a wonderful support group around me um and obviously the coaches there and um, the community in general is just a wonderful community. So that makes me feel just really comfortable and I'm excited to take on any challenges that come at me. <laughs> For sure. I, I went to Purdue, graduated a couple of years ago. Um, but it was kind of a similar thing where like I felt like I had enough distance from my family where it was kind of yeah. my own thing. Like it, no knock on like Butler or IEPY. Like, but I never felt like my parents were like right around the corner. I'd run into them or something. Yeah. But also like if I really was in a pinch or really needed something, like I knew they could, you know, come up and do whatever right. needed to be done. But for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, cool. So we're going to get into your guys's uh, whole journey, basically. You're running background, even a little bit of life stuff. Yeah. So Hannah, we'll start with you, the oldest. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how did you get your start in running? What were the beginnings? Did you play other sports? Did you do other things growing up? What was that like? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I was always super active. Um, I remember, you know, being a little kid running around the yard, riding my bike. Um, just loved being outside, loved being active. I actually played soccer first. No, actually, I take that. What did I? Swimming, probably. Swimming. Swimming was first. <laughs> You're right. So we did like summer swim team back when we were like, you know, five, six, seven years old. Loved that. And then um, I played, started playing soccer when I was in first grade. Um, actually started recess, played soccer recess with all the boys. I really liked it. So I started playing on a team. Um, we did baseball. We did softball. Um, I started running track in fourth grade um, at Park Tudor because it's such a small school. I'm guessing they allowed the fourth and fifth graders to join the middle school track team. 
and I knew I was fast. Um, all through elementary school, I was always wanting to race kids and I usually won. I was like, okay, I'm pretty fast. Maybe I should go for the track team. Um, but the very first practice, and I was, I was a fourth grader, it was, it was repeat 400s. There are probably like three or four 400s for middle school kids to run. I was like, oh. I was like, okay. So I went out and I ran the first one and I stayed right up there with the older kids. I was like, wow, I'm really fast. Like, this is awesome. And then what I didn't think about was I have to do a couple more of these. I didn't know what, pace, I didn't know what pacing was at the time. Yeah. And the coach was like, okay, next one, here we go. And I was like, what? And then we had to go and I started running and I fall all the way to the back. I think I was pretty much crying at the end of that second 400. And then I went and found my mom and like hid behind her because I didn't want to do another one. But <laughs> I think if it weren't for my mom on that day, I would have quit track forever. Like mm. I was so discouraged by that and how much it hurts. I was like, what am I doing? But a little gentle nudging, she got me uh, to go out again and I'm glad she did. So that was my start with uh, the track. Yeah, was it a... Uh... So like after your mom had kind of encouraged you, was it yeah. a immediate like love again or was it a slow process? Like what were the next couple of practices like? Uh, to be honest, it's been a long time and I can't remember entirely, <laughs> but I do remember being in fourth and fifth grade and loving competing. So at the time I was fully convinced that I was a 100 meter runner. I was like, I just want to do the hundred. <laughs> I would do the 200 sometimes that was like pushing it a little bit. But I remember being up there with the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders as a fourth or a fifth grader and be like, okay, like, I like this. I like competing. I like doing well. And I think in, in middle school too, like that first workout really sticks in my mind. To be honest, I can't remember any of the other workouts <laughs> <laughs> from middle school. So, but yeah, it wasn't until eighth grade that my, my middle school coach, a uh, different coach at the time, by the time I was an eighth grader, he encouraged me to run the 400. He's like, I think you'd be really good in the four. I was super resistant, um, but I ran it like two or three times and I ran like a 60.8. I was like, he's like, yeah, you've got some talent in the 400. <laughs> you should, you should stick with that race. So, yeah. What what did he see in you? Did he know you had like a soccer swimming background that had that endurance or? Yeah. Uh, he was a PE teacher. So I think he'd probably seen me running around in PE class <laughs> and just like maybe watching me in the hundreds are like, you know, I'm tall. I'm, I'm five ten, So I've got a long stride and I, you know, it's advantageous in the 400. So I think he just, he saw something in me like that. He's like, yeah, you'd be, you'd be good in the 400. So, so what, uh, what other sports did you keep up with during this time? Was it just running yeah. or doing other stuff? So swimming was like a two year thing. That was just when we were little kids. Um, so all through middle school and high school, I played uh, soccer, basketball, and track. You'll okay. always be senior year too. I never specialized in high school. I always played three sports. I loved three sports. I tried cross country a few times, <laughs> did not like it. <laughs> it was not my thing. I'm a true sprinter. Um, but, you know, I tried doing club soccer. I did club soccer for a long time too. So I did try to do that in the middle school, but it was just too much with doing, you know, school sports and club sports. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I so did it. you, so did you like have a sport that like, okay, this is my sport. Did you identify as kind of a, a three sport athlete or, or even like if you were to have to give up one or two, like what would you have been, what have, what have been your main sport? 
So for a long time, I saw myself as a soccer player because I started playing soccer so young. We did the whole rec soccer thing. We did the club soccer. And I was like, yes, I'm a soccer player. I love soccer. I didn't start playing basketball until sixth grade. And I really wish I would have started earlier. So we have, you know, basketball genes, I guess. Our our grandpa was a pro basketball player. Um, And my parents really wanted me to play basketball because of that, because I was tall, I guess. And I was like, no, I don't like basketball. Like I never wanted to play basketball, but I would go shoot around like on the, on the the driveway. Mm-hmm. But finally in sixth grade, they got me to play basketball. And I was really bad at first because I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing. Like I was used to soccer and my coach would try to explain things like and relate it to soccer. <laughs> um, and, uh, but by the end of sixth grade, fell in love with basketball. And I think track, like I always knew I liked running and Um, that was always there, but I mean, I don't think I could have dropped any of them. I, I still want to play basketball. Like I, I still play sports. Like I play in a kickball league actually, but I I just can't stand not being active. Um, yeah. So it was never a question dropping any of them. Nope. Never. (laughs) Even senior year when I knew I was going to go run in college, like I wanted to keep doing my sports. And actually, I think it was beneficial, like doing different things throughout the year. So, For sure. Cool. Yeah. We'll get back to your your high school, the transition to high school. Um, Abby, what was your start like? So um, those who don't know childhood Hannah, she's very <laughs> demoralizing to have as an older sister because she's very athletic, like to the point where I really thought that maybe I wasn't good at sports and like I was still pretty good at the teams because we played very similar sports growing up so the whole thing that Hannah said swimming to soccer to baseball softball and then into the only difference was that I actually did cross country starting in fourth grade and I think the reason I did that because I was like ooh, like Hannah doesn't do this like I might be kind of good at this <laughs> something I might be different and like thankfully like we're very competitive so it wasn't too demoralizing uh, to have a sister beat up on you and, and soccer uh, for your whole life. But I think that's where it started, fourth grade cross country. I remember we were at a meet at, um, I think it was Eastwood Middle School. And we were like doing our little warm up, And I was like this little fourth grade and these like seventh and eighth graders like ran by. They're like, oh my gosh, like how old are you? Because I was like really, really short. I was like, I'm a fourth grader. Um, and they were, and I proceeded, I think to beat like almost, I probably was like top 10 in that, in that meet. I like beat a lot of the seventh and eighth graders. Um, so actually my backing is in cross country. I ended up doing soccer, basketball, and actually swimming my senior year through high school. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but so yeah, I did get my footing in in cross country. I was actually pretty good at it. Um, and then kind of switched over to soccer in middle school instead of cross country and then ran track fourth grade on. Okay. Um, so what was your initial like relationship with running? Like, did you enjoy it or were you still soccer all the way or? So I, I think, um, I definitely soccer was one of, was probably my favorite sport through like at least sophomore year of high school. Um, but I think running was fun because I was good at it. I was like, oh, I'm good at this. And this is a really bad mentality to have as like a little kid because then you like realize you can't do this anymore when you get older and you have to compete against a lot of good people. It's like, oh, I'm good at this and I don't have to work that hard and I'm still beating people. Um, 
so that was kind of like uh the beginning I was like yeah yeah I can be good at this like you know I can keep going for long distances and um so yeah I but I yeah I would not I if if you would have asked me freshman year high school like oh what sport would you play in college I'd play soccer but it, it switched about halfway through yeah um what was the transition like to high school playing all all three sports and balancing everything yeah so I did actually end up finding the 800 as being like my best event and probably until and like my freshman year of high school um and so I you know I actually didn't like basketball all that much I played it because Hannah played it really I was like oh Hannah plays it like I'll play it. And I actually did go to swimming my senior year of high school. I switched. I was on the JV basketball team for three years. And I was like, I don't even like this sport. So Hannah and I are very different in that regard. Hannah was very talented in basketball. Like she was our top player the two years that we overlapped. And um, so, yeah, I'm indifferent about basketball, love soccer, um, and then grew to, to love track. I did a little bit of cross country in high school. Um, but if you look up results, I think I ran like 21 minutes in the 5k cause I did it off of like soccer training. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so maybe kind of reverse of Hannah, but did you have any regrets about not swimming all the way through high school? Um, no, I actually was pretty good at swimming when we were like in the four to five range. Apparently my mom told me I made it to like the state meet for club swimming. Um, our, our brother, my twin brother, who also is part of the the Farley clan, just uh, a boy. So he didn't get the Farley <laughs> sister designation. Um, he sunk as like a rock, my mom said. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> but I am glad I did not do swimming all three years. I, I did it my senior year as like just a sport to stay in shape for track. Because at that point I was like, I'm running in college. Uh, I want to do a sport that is more endurance based. Um, and I really was not good at swimming either though. Like I was okay, but it was more of just like a fitness kind of piece and to have a three, cause I think our mom really always pushed us to have three sports through high school. And I'm very appreciative of that because it did help keep us healthy and keep us like kind of active throughout the year. But um, yeah, swimming was not my sport when I got to high school. It was when I was little. <laughs> okay. Um, any of you could take this question, but what was the role of like going to park tutor and how do you think like your maybe even your life trajectory or like sports trajectory would have changed if you went to public school. And also where would you have gone? And I can take this one real quick because my, my story is actually a little bit different. We actually, my brother and I, we were not at Park Tudor the entire, our entire career. We actually went to Westlane middle school in seventh and eighth grade. Um, and so we went, for, we were Park Tudor sixth grade, seventh and eighth grade. And then we got, we came back to Park Tudor for high school um and actually those two years in public school were like awesome like they were great like I made a bunch of new friends the sports teams were way better than park tutor uh, sorry park tutor um <laughs> sports team were like way better I got to play against a lot of girls that were on club teams for soccer um and in terms of track like I don't think like switching back to park tutor has changed the tra trajectory but like I think coach Ritz um he's still that he was a coach for Gretchen like he's a stellar coach, like first track. He got all of us like in such good shape. And Hannah and I only ran three months out of the year in high school. Uh, he got us in state championship qualify or state championship, like fitness level in three to four months. Um, 
So I think the fact that we went there, um, I think my parents saw Hannah do really well as a freshman and sophomore at Park Tudor, and they wanted us to come back. Uh, so obviously public schools, I think we would have gone to North Central. I don't think they were super thrilled for us to go back to Park Tudor because, you know, we did, Henry and I did pretty well at Westland Middle School. Um, but I do think being there, like, and having that individualized attention, like, at, the, at Park Tudor for track, like, really helped us excel. But I still think we would have done well if we went to a public school. Like, I don't think, I think it's, it, it's hard to know. You don't really know unless you're in that situation. But it was cool to switch between schools and kind of see that, that difference. For sure. Mm -hmm. Hannah, Gretchen, would you add anything? Yeah, I think for me, if I went to a public school, I probably wouldn't have been able to do all the sports that I did do in high school. Um, so during the fall, I did the soccer and cross country and then winter I did basketball and then the spring I did track course. Um, but public school, the double sporting in the fall probably, probably would not have been, um, acceptable, um, which I think really actually helped me in the long run. I think it made me stronger. Um, and then for basketball, I honestly probably would not have even played on the <laughs> team. I would have been a bench warmer probably because, you know, <laughs> public school basketball, it's, it, they have some really good girls there. Uh, and so if that would have happened, I, I definitely would not have played basketball. I just would have run throughout the winter. Um, and I don't know, I just think Park Tudor being that it's such a small tight knit community, I think that was just very beneficial um for many reasons you know you walk through the halls and all the teachers and the kids they're like oh hey you know good job in the soccer game last night and oh you did great like the support is just amazing um and I think just having that support helped me through all the challenges in academics and in athletics um and at a public school you know you don't know as many people. I mean, I knew the, everyone at Park Tudor. It's such a small school. Um, and so, yeah, I think that was a really cool part about it. Yeah. I want to add something in too. Yeah. So I want to kind of echo what Abby said. Um, I think having coach Ritz at Park Tudor is a big reason why yeah. <laughs> that I, you know, went on the trajectory that I did. I think that like, actually, I'll say freshman year, um, like at Park Tudor, like most of the track season, I don't know how it is now with you guys, but with us, mm -hmm. we didn't have a lot of competition. We ran against mostly other small schools and I was never really pushed all season. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was, I kind of like came to that state meet and nobody knew who I was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think if I had been at a larger school, I may not have gotten noticed. Like there were, there were like maybe 30 kids on our track team at Park Tudor. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I kind of stuck out a little bit. But maybe like if I gone to a larger school with, you know, juniors and seniors who are really experienced and running a long time, I may not have gotten a chance to really show what I could do. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong about no, that. Yeah. I can't say for sure because I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. just speculating here. But I think like, like Abby said, like Coach Ritz just knew how to perfectly peak us for the state meet. Like we were every year ready, ready to go at that state meet, right? My fastest time of the season. And I think he was a big, a big part of my success, a huge part of it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's oh awesome. Yeah. Um, Hannah or Abby, do you guys know the Moors, Josh or Neil? Yes. yes. You do know the Moors. Okay. Neil's like maybe my best friend or top three, definitely. Oh, um, cool. we, were, we were roommates in college for three years. Um, and I like no, just know Josh through him. <laughs> so small world there. Very cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, Gretchen, what about you? How did you get your start in running yeah. the sports, things like that? Yeah. So 
I think I went to my first cross country meet when I was nine months old. Um, I was in the stroller though. So <laughs> I wasn't participating in the cross country meet. Um, but yeah, no, um, at St. So I went to St. Luke for middle school um, and they had CYO sports there. So usually sports started around third grade for athletes. Um, and so I did basketball. I did cross country. I did track. I did volleyball actually a little bit. Um, I did some kickball. That was a big CYO sport. Uh, <laughs> loved kickball, loved getting those home runs. And um, I did maybe a little baseball for first Baptist sports. Wasn't my thing. Was not a big baseball player. For some reason, any sport with a stick, like lacrosse, baseball, couldn't get that motion down. So um, did that for one year. Um, I did not swim though. I don't know why my mom decided to put you guys in swimming and not me. Yes. I would have been helpful because I can't swim right now. Um, <laughs> like a rock, just like Henry. <laughs> um, but yeah, third grade was the year for starting sports like that. Um, and I remember wanting to go out for track just because, you know, I knew my siblings were all runners. I'd been to all their meets when I was little. Um, all their college meets. I did all the cool downs with them, the warm ups, and I'd like to note that I beat them on all the cool downs. I thought I was so fast, <laughs> but a little bit I know that it was just a cool down. So you don't go fast on cool downs. <laughs> but I tried to go out for the track team, and for some reason, they weren't going to allow me to compete. I was too young. I don't really even know what was the situation. So I ended up going up to, um, Early Mount Carmel, they allowed me to run unattached in a race. So I headed up there, ran unattached, and um, got some ridden in, which was super fun. And um, I remember cross country as well. My first cross country race, it was at Barbara Park. And um, I was running as a third grader against all of the fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. Um, and I had not trained before this race. I just kind of went into it, not even knowing anything much about riding or cross country and, um, partway through the course, I reach the woods parts. I stop, I look at my mom and I'm like, mom, do I have to go in there? And she's like, yes, keep running, go, go. And oh my gosh, I was so scared. I probably ran so fast just out of fear. Um, <laughs> and I finished that race in, I think, like fifth place. And I had like a 13 something as a third grader for the 3K. And everyone thought the time was wrong. And no, I was like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so that was kind of my first cross country experience. And um, the next week we did some time trials so that they could split us up into different groups, group one, group two, and group three group one being the fastest, group three being the slowest group. Um, and my time trial as a third grader qualified me to be with group one with all the eighth graders. And I did not want to be in group one. I wanted to be in group three with my mom and my friends. And, um, but little third grader me had to race with all the eighth or had to run with all the eighth graders, big scary eighth graders. Um, but I think in the end that really helped me. And um, in middle school, I used cross country as kind of a training for track. I did not see myself being a cross country runner. Um, I saw myself as a sprinter in the track world, uh, 100, 200, 400. Um, I ran that every year in track and I was able to be the city champ um, a lot of the years for the one, two and four. 
Um, but of course that changed when I got to high school. I evolved into more of a mid-distance distance runner, which I, I think is was the best uh, route for me to take. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just having siblings who all ran, it was kind of like, okay, well, I, I got to run. And I loved it though. Like I loved running. I was okay with it. And um, I loved playing all the sports, but I think running's always been my favorite out of everything. I've, I say soccer is a close second. Um, I love soccer, but running's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So that, that whole woods experience, is oh. that, that sounds oh. like traumatizing for a little oh, kid. Traumatizing. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, are you telling me that all cross-country courses are going to have woods like this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you have a question if you wanted to keep going after something like that? Well, uh, then that race, yeah, I definitely questioned my, I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> like these scary woods, you got to be kidding me. And the girl in front of me was a little farther up, so I couldn't really see her and I didn't know who was behind me. So I'm just in these woods all alone. I thought like a huge animal was going to come and attack me. I mean, <laughs> daylight I mean nothing's gonna happen like that but your yeah. little third grade mind kind of wanders to places like that definitely yeah so uh my uh my family's pretty similar to your guys's I have a sister who's like three years younger than me and then a sister who's nine years younger than me so I'm the mm -hmm. oldest of three um what was it like growing up being like pretty significantly younger than your your older siblings and yeah. I don't know yeah. like what was you guys what your relationship like like you said you remember being a little baby at their meets and stuff, but yeah, what was that like? It was the best. I loved being the little baby Farley of the family. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think I always just remember the different seasons, like cross, no, no, they didn't do cross country. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Henry did, Henry cross, did country. cross country. Okay. Idea. That's where I'm getting that from. Um, but I remember soccer season, basketball season, and then track season. I'd always get so excited when the different seasons would come up. I'd be like, oh, now I can go sit in the stands with my grandma and watch their track meets and eat little snacks and get under the blanket and like all of this fun stuff. <laughs> and um, I don't know. And I would always, I would, I probably annoyed them a little bit, but I have a story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. I got to tell my other okay, story. Okay. Sorry, sorry, please. Um, <laughs> I would always do my homework with them. I call it homework. Um, but I would sit right next to, maybe this was Henry more but I'd sit right next to Henry and I'd do my little coloring book while he was doing his real homework. And I thought I was being so productive over there. Um, and, and all that stuff. But Hannah, what was your so, story? So Gretchen actually got her start in basketball earlier than she thinks. Oh. When I was, uh, it might've been early in high school. We have a picture of her mm. and she was probably two years old, if that. <laughs> she could dribble a basketball already. She would go out there at halftime in her little onesie, a little toddler, and she was already dribbling. People were very impressed, Gretchen. So you got your start in basketball wow. much earlier than you. I was think. probably dribbling with my right hand because I, I still can't do it with my left hand to this day. <laughs> very cute. And she was definitely the halftime show. Oh, I'm glad I was a good entertainment for y'all. So I know for my youngest sister, she did track through like seventh grade. And I think we all kind of knew all along that it just wasn't her thing, but she probably felt, because I was definitely kind of the runner of the siblings. My middle sister ran through like junior year. Um, I think she felt some pressure to kind of like follow in her footsteps kind of thing. Did you feel any of that? Like, did you feel like you had to do these sports because your sisters did or anything like that? Um, 
Not really. Um, I've always admired my siblings. They're my role models. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh yeah. <laughs> um, I and I I I did want to follow in their footsteps. That was definitely a goal of mine. Um, but I oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always loved all the sports. I don't think, I think that was just me just wanting to do other sports um, and just seeing my friends all do the other sports. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do basketball. I'll do, I'll do all the sports with you guys. Um, but seeing my siblings excel, especially in the track world, I definitely knew I wanted to follow in their footsteps with that. And um, at the senior year, I was finally able to capture that championship. So I was able to kind of and follow their footsteps in a way. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Cool. Well, Hannah, we'll get back to you, um, your high school journey. So what, uh, what was the transition like to high school? How were the early days of track and then even other sports as well? Transition into high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my first sport was soccer. I remember freshman year, we had um, soccer practice starting mm-hmm. in the summer and uh I don't know, just it was fun. I I was I think I was really excited to be in high school because I like I felt like yeah I'm like one of the big kids now. <laughs> like I was just excited to be in high school. Um, I wasn't sure actually how I would stack up against the other girls in the team. Like I wasn't sure how I do, but um, you know, starting freshman year I was starting varsity, which was pretty cool. And um, same in basketball, and then in track, like I had no idea what would happen. <laughs> like, uh. So the training was definitely more intense. Like I had never, I'd never done a 500 before and I, you know, quickly learned how fun 500s are. (laughs) I still um, did a lot of those training for the 400. Um, And I guess like freshman year, like I say, I had, I had no expectations. Like I I knew I liked track and it was pretty fast in middle school, but I knew it was, you know, another step up. I didn't know if I'd you know, be competitive in, in high school. Um, but one of our first meets, I think it was like the Patriot challenge or something. I forget maybe, uh, but I, I won the hundred, 200, 400. I think I, and the four before, I think I won all four events at that meet freshman year. I was like, okay, that's pretty good. It's, you know, it's going well. Um, but I'm trying to think like it was like the end of freshman year. Um, that's kind of when I realized I was, I had some, I was pretty, I was like really pretty good as I, I made it past sectionals. Like before me, I don't think many athletes at Park Tudor had advanced past sectionals. So I was, I was really excited about that. Of course, of course we had Shannon Fields. I don't know about Shannon Fields. He was a state champion for Park Tudor back in the nineties, I think. So I looked up to him like, oh, that'd be so cool to get the big picture on the wall, like all the state champions. But I didn't know if that would happen. I I wasn't sure. But when I got past sectionals, I was really excited. I was like, oh man, I made it to regionals. And then at regionals, uh, you had to be top three to go on, I think. Is that how it is? Top three? Yeah. Um, it's top three. Yeah, yeah. top three. And I got four. I got yeah. four at the regionals. And I was like, oh, I didn't make it. But I made it by time. So I ended up mm, making yeah. it to the state meet by time, um, going in as a fifth seed. And then the rest is history. Like, <laughs> I know this is quite along with the lines of your question. But I'm just thinking about that first year coming into high school track. I went to that state meet, like terrified. I was so nervous <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, you know, I, 
it wasn't till the sectional meet that I, that I had a competition, like all season, I had not had much competition. I was like, Oh wait, there's some girls out here really, really fast. And I had, you know, come in the home stretch behind those girls every time. And then I got to the state meet and I was like in front, I was like, where is everybody? (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was weird. I was such a strange experience. It's so exciting, but yeah. So my first year coming into high school sports, like it, it went really well, like better than I ever thought it could. It was, it was really fun too. Yeah. So you mentioned that like being running for a smaller school, you didn't see a ton of competition all the time, Uh, especially your freshman year going on to, well, you won state, right? The 400. Yeah. I won state freshman year. I still don't know how, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I know how the the training and, you know, it was, it had to be gutsy, but uh, yeah, going into that state meet, nobody knew who I was because I was a freshman because, you know, the girls who run for the bigger schools are, are well known. They run at those big invitationals with all the other, you know, larger schools and we didn't go to those meets. So nobody knew who I was. And actually we still have the recording of, uh, like the live, uh, what was it? Like the live feed that were calling the race. Mm-hmm. They didn't even know it was me. They said it was another girl from a different school. They had no idea who I was. And I just guess, I guess I surprised people. Yeah. <laughs> surprised, when, myself. Uh, surprised myself too. When did you, would you say you like believe that you could do it or did you at all before you did it? <laughs> Not until the last hundred meters of that race. Okay. <laughs> like I expect like, okay, like I'm in the fast heat, you know, I'm seated fifth. That's a good place to be. I'm just going to see what happens. Of course I was nervous. I, I get really bad anxiety before races. Like my hands are shaking. I get nauseous, like all that stuff. And I was, that was the most nervous I'd ever been before a race. And, uh, but then it wasn't until that final home stretch. I'm like, man, this could actually happen. And I, I didn't know where the other girls were. I didn't know how close they were. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you would go on, a, go on after that to accomplish a ton um, I don't know if you knew this, but you're the 11th, have the 11th most career state points uh, in girls Indiana history, which is crazy. Uh, I did not know that until you told me. I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, I, I can send you the list afterward. You're in some elite company for sure. Uh, do you have a favorite, maybe favorite race or favorite moment from all those accomplishments? Yes. Um, I have two favorite moments. Actually, I have a couple. I have a couple. Okay. <laughs> I think winning state that freshman year was the most exciting moment just because it was so unexpected. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and actually I dropped I dropped two seconds off my 400. So I dropped a bunch That's of state. I yeah. <laughs> I I think my my regional time was like 575 or something, somewhere around there. And I went down to 552. So I dropped a bunch of time, which was exciting. So that was that moment, like crossing the finish line at that state meet was probably the best memory. I think the other one though is, um, so my senior year when Abby and I were both running at state and we also had our relay team, we got third at state as like a tiny school. Like that was insane. Like we got third at state against all the big schools. And it was just like me and Abby and our relay team so that was, it was mostly really, Hannah, uh-huh. <laughs> mostly Hannah <laughs> team effort, Abby team effort. 
Um, you're in the Abby did 800 in the four by four and we had our, did we have a four by eight that year? I don't know. I don't think, uh, we did. we did not. Can you guys hear yeah. me? I had to switch over my speaker. Yeah, we can hear oh, okay. You. okay. Good. <laughs> uh, so we, yeah, we had our four by four team, Constance and Heidi were on that team and, and Abby and me, and then she did the 800 and that year. It was a really tough meet for me actually. So I did the hundred, 200, 400 and four by 400. And for those of you who don't know how it works at the state meet, it's, it's in one day and in the hundred and 200, you have trials and finals. So I ran six races that day in a matter of a couple hours and it was really hot. And I remember being really hot that day and, um, I didn't eat enough. (laughs) I was so nervous. My stomach was so nervous. I like couldn't eat and I probably should have gotten some carbs in me. And I was, I didn't drink enough either probably. So I wasn't feeling real good. And my 400 did not go well that day, but winning or getting third as a team, like pretty much completely made up for that. Like it was, it was so cool to to have that as a team being park tutor. Yeah. Did you guys like talk about that at all going into state? Like that you guys could place high as a team? I don't think so. Did we, Abby? I, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember because, yeah, I don't remember. But I think I remember we got to the four by four and, I, and we were like, oh, like we have a lot of points. And <laughs> it was mostly from Hannah. Like, obviously, I, I had one state that year. So I did get well, 10 Abby points. Won. Abby won the 800 that year. Yeah. So, yeah. Is that your state record year, too? No, that was my sophomore year. Oh, so okay. I, I okay. did not. I ran like a 212 that year. But, um, I don't think we'd ever talked about maybe coach Ritz had like thought it could be possible since you were doing all four events. But like, I always like to say that Hannah had to sacrifice a little bit. Um, and she probably sacrificed her state title in the 400 to, uh, kind of allow us to get third at state. So it ended up, you know, like you said, Hannah, it ended up being a good, a good reason to get second. For it was a good sacrifice. It definitely was. <laughs> I yeah. collapsed in that race actually. So, um, I remember coming down the home stretch and I could feel my legs locking up. Like I knew like the last 10, 15 meters, maybe more, I don't know. I knew I was going down. I'm like, I got to make it to that line. Like I almost didn't make it across the finish line somehow fell across, still got second, but it was, I've never had my legs lock up that badly before. It was very painful. <laughs> wow. So heading into the track season, were you yeah. ever nervous or like had doubts if you could like get your fitness back coming off like different sports <laughs> every probably should have <laughs> every year <laughs> like abby said earlier like we didn't train for track all year on. i know it seems like a lot of athletes nowadays like oh, they train yeah. all it's year totally round different. like i did basketball through march late february march wow. and like to be honest during basketball season i definitely like bulked up a little bit <laughs> like, I, I put on a little extra weight. It was, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's a good thing in basketball. You kind of need that. But I was always nervous. Like that indoor season came really quickly after, after basketball start or basketball ended. And I never thought I'd be in shape. And even like the state meet it, it. And now as a coach, I see this too, like this season just flies by and I was nervous. And to be honest, winning state as a freshman, it put a tar. I feel like it put a target on my back the rest of my career. And I, I had a lot of anxiety over that. Like, I would get so nervous, even the small meets, like even the small meets I was running, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm the state champion. All these girls are probably gunning for me. They want to beat me. And I would get super nervous about it. And um, 
yeah, I definitely had to deal with the the anxiety about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, did that eventually did oh, it yeah, eventually go, go away, or did you like how did you manage that? Never went away. <laughs> <laughs> Never went away. It was the same every year. Um, I think senior year. Uh, this is I don't like admitting this, but I got to the point where I was like, I just I'm just ready to you know I just kind of get through this. And like I was I had so much anxiety about it. I just like I just want to get through this meet. And probably not the best mindset to have. Looking back on, I was like, yeah, that was I was really not in a good mindset at that meet. Um, but I think it's because I just I just had so much, you know, I was so nervous about it. And like I struggled with confidence a lot too. Like all through high school, all through college too, like confidence was was tough for me. Like I I always worried I wasn't running fast, I wasn't wasn't good enough. And that that made it difficult too. Mm. was that like self-imposed or where did that yes, pressure come much. from yeah because no one else was saying that everyone else was saying the opposite and it was it was all up in my head say mm. hearing that all the time so I, I did really struggle with that a lot especially yeah. in college too when like in high school I was very much a big fish in a small pond like I did really well in high school and, and then I got to college and like it was very rare that I was the fastest at a meet. <laughs> I was always kind of in the back of the pack and it, it messed with my head even more because I really wasn't doing very well. Mm. And uh, really, really different environment than high school. It was, it was very different. Yeah, definitely. I'll probably talk well, more about that later. So I'm not going to say too much about that. But, yeah. A little tease there. I like it. Yeah, a little tease for <laughs> later. <around. Yeah. laughs> uh, cool. Is there anything that we missed from high school that you wanted to, to share? Um, can't think of anything. It overall, it was a, an amazing experience. I I look back so fondly on high school track. Like our coaches were amazing, the teammates. Like I just I just loved every second of running track in high school. I mean, except for the anxiety part about being nervous about races. But I mean, that was probably a good thing a little bit. It you know gave me the adrenaline to run fast. <laughs> sure. But yeah, it's that's that's pretty much it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Abby, how about you? How was high school? How's the transition to high school? Had freshman year go? Yes. So, um, it's actually funny. I actually talked about this a little bit at my induction ceremony on Saturday and coming into high school and Hannah had already won two state titles, um, at that point. And I was like, I don't think I'm very fast. Like, Hannah was definitely way faster than me. Um, but I think that is like kind of why I decided I was like, you know, I'm going to try the 800. Like I didn't run it in middle school. I was like pretty good at it. Nothing like stellar. Um, I was like, I'm going to give the 800 a go. That's an event. Like Hannah doesn't rhyme. Like I'm going to give this, <laughs> I'm going to try this one out. Um, and I really like didn't do well for the first part of my season. I was running in the two thirty range in my eight hundreds. Like all the way up to County. And I mean, kind of a funny story, like coach Ritz, he was like, I just haven't seen Abby run fast 800. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if she's, I don't know if the 800 is her event. And he was going to, you know, put me in the 400 at sectionals. And my mom went to bat for me a little bit. She was like, she was like, Abby's event is the 800. Like you can't put her in the 400. That's Hannah's event. Um, <laughs> and it, it, in his defense, like I really had not been running good 800s. Um, and it kind of lit a little fire under my butt. He was like, well, we're, we'll put her in uh, the four by eight at County. And if she can run a good split, like 
you know, we'll consider putting her in the 800 for sectionals. And so at that specific county meet, um, the four by eight was me, Hannah, and then two other 800 runners on our team. And I had the first leg. And so my mom was like, you have to run fast, like get out there, <laughs> do what you could do. And I was like, ah, like I didn't know how to run the 800. I was like jogging it probably at the first part of the season. Um, and I, so I went out, I think I split a 220 in the 800 and we ended up winning County in the four by eight. Cause Hannah ran, I think you ran like a 218 on our anchor leg. Um, and then we had two girls in the middle running the 225 to 230 range. And so it was like unexpected that we actually were even going to win the four by eight. Um, because I decided that it would be a good time to like, try to run fast, I guess at that point. <laughs> and, um, so coach Ritz was like, oh yeah, like, okay. Like she's, she can run the 800. Um, and so I got put in for the 800 for sectionals and then, um, qualified for, for regionals. And I think going into state, I had run like a 218 or nothing like crazy, like 218, maybe still hadn't really run against like crazy competition. I had, I don't think I won sectional or regionals. Um, and I remember going to the state meet, I was like, no expectations, kind of similar to Hannah. Like I'm just out here. I'm in the fast heat or the, the top heat of this 800. And I remember I kind of was just like loafing along, like maybe the first like 600 meters. And I was in this like pack of girls and it's probably like three to five girls. And I come around the like last 150, I was like, Oh, like I am not tired at all. Like I probably <laughs> need to like sprint or do something. And so <laughs> I passed by a bunch of people. I ended up getting fifth. Um, I was like, Oh, like that's how you run an 800. You have to run fast. Like you do both laps fast. Um, <laughs> And so it was definitely like a transition in terms of like, I think, I think that's why you see like a lot of like freshman softwares not running really super fast 800s. It's a very hard event to like strategically figure out. Um, especially when someone's going to tell you like, oh, you're going to run like a fast race, but you're going to do two laps fast. Like yeah. in your head, you're like, can I do that? Like, um, is this possible? And, and so like, basically like after that freshman year, it gave me the confidence. I was like, Oh, like, okay. It's how you run an 800. Like I didn't run super fast, but like I got fifth as a freshman, which is good. Um, and then kind of like transitioning into sophomore year, like I still wasn't, you know, they weren't predicting me to win. Um, and cause there was another girl, I think that had run much faster. That was, that was hoping to win. And, um, that sophomore year, like the girl that I was supposed to win, like ended up going out really hard. I didn't really follow. And then something that I learned about myself, like that sophomore year was like, I have a very strong kick. That's something that has always been one of my strengths is like finishing races really hard. And I just closed on her. And then I beat everybody by like over two seconds that sophomore year. And then I think every single year after that, there was a, at least two to three second gap between me and second place. And so it was actually kind of weird. Cause I, you know, you know, that's the spot where you would expect like intense competition. And I know Gretchen had a completely different situation in high school. And so it was really weird when I hit the state meet record, my, my junior year. Cause I was like, Oh, like I negative split that state meet record or that state record. I, or I paused, or like basically even split it. And, um, and so I did have a lot of confidence going into, into college, which was very helpful. Got a little squash when you go, got to college, um, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, yep. But it definitely like, it was a pretty neutral transition through middle school to high school, just because, you know, I think, 
I think both Hannah, Gretchen, and I do know, like we do have some genetic probably advantages. We all seem to be pretty good at running. And so that definitely helped kind of like smoothly bring us into high school. But, um, but yeah, it, yeah, I think that's sophomore year was one of my favorite years. It was like very unexpected to win. Um, mm-hmm. even though I ran, like, I think I ran two twelve, and Gretchen got fourth with a two twelve at her <laughs> sophomore year, which is really funny to think about. Like, <laughs> like Gretchen, you could have won if you were alive or if you were in high school, uh, <laughs> 10 years ago. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so your, your freshman year at that County race, what, uh, what allowed you to make that big jump from what two thirty to two twenty? Was it the the pressure of the moment? Was it making that mental shift of all right, I need to run fast now? Or I think it was a little bit of like, oh my gosh, if I don't run fast, I'm gonna have to run against Hannah. The section will be in the four hundred. Like I'm not gonna make it. Like I I have to run something fast. And I mean, I think the other piece of it, similar to what Hannah was saying, we ran against a lot of small schools leading up to county, and so like me running two thirties was winning races but it wasn't a fast time for in the grand scheme of, of like of the state. And so I think him coach Ritz put me on that first, like specifically have me competition to run against. And so I do think I brought the baton in either at the front or in the first. So I think having people around me to race helped a lot. Cause I was like, Oh, like got through that first lap. I was like, Oh, I feel good. Like, I guess that, you know, that competition element was really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. So you'd go on to win state three times in the 800. Uh, do you have a favorite of those three or even a favorite moment outside of those? Oh, well, I think, I think a sec, a close second would be when we got third at state, my soft, like that was, that was such a cool, like it was my first year winning state and then getting third on top of it. I think we Mm -hmm. placed in the, we got third in the four by four also, right? Yeah. Third in the four by four. Yeah. So I think that was super cool. I think getting the state meet record or the state record and the state meet record my senior year off of a 65, 63 race. Um, I, I think that's one of the things like, I wish, like I would tell high school self is like run the first lap fast. Like don't go slow. I, that was something I struggled with. I would go out slow, like every single, every single race. And Mm -hmm. I ruined everybody's probably race because I took everyone followed me to a slow first lap. Um, (laughs) but I love kicking hard. So like, that was my favorite, my favorite race. Like that last 200, just like kind of like coming around the turn and it's like kicking it into drive, like that last hundred. And at that point I was really just racing for time. And I really too, like, I think something that we coach Ritz and I really talked about strategy wise is like having splits. I wanted to hit each 200 because there was the, the thought that like, I might not have people around me potentially. So like, we did have to look at, we were trying to hit that state meet record again. And I did not hit my splits at all. Like I went slow. I was slow through the 600. And then somehow I squeaked out like a 0.6 second PR by like just going fast the last 200. And, um, but it was fun. I, I like those, those beats. I like those sit and kick races. Um, and you know, I had a little bit of competition my senior year. I had one of the Neely twins. Um, she like definitely was was going for gold. And I think I caught up to her with about 110 meters to go. And she was actually inducted into the hall of fame this last week. And so I got to see them again, which was fine. Um, but I think that was probably my favorite memory of, of, of all like meets in high school. Yeah. So similar question to Hannah, but maybe even more so with doing a, a longer event, 
how how did you feel heading into each track season coming off of either swimming or basketball? Yeah, so I probably should have been a little more nervous because obviously distance races, you need a little more, a little more distance race uh working out. I think the longest run I ever did in high school was three to four miles. Um really? didn't do long runs. Um oh. and we did very quality-based workouts. So like 500 reps at 800 race pace and we did VO2 style workouts. And then one of like the, and I think like, I do think swimming actually helped my senior year. Cause I, I was doing that's more aerobic based. So I think that did help a lot mm. coming into the season, but I was like dreadfully out of shape coming off a of basketball season. Um, so it's a miracle that I really did run as fast as I did by the end of the season. Um, I think something that really did help Hannah and I, is we, have a, a close family friend who actually did weightlifting with us kind of throughout the year, I think. Um, and so the, the flip side was like endurance was not there, but we were very strong. Like, I think I leg pressed my senior, year like almost 400 pounds, like maxed Ooh, out. So awesome. that is something that like we really focused on. And so even though it wasn't having the racing and the running through soccer and I mean, soccer, there is running, but like, we didn't have the the track specific running through soccer and basketball. We did have that weightlifting component that we kind of continued throughout the year. So I do think that helped a lot. Um, but I do think, again, if I told high school self, I think Gretchen is going to have such an advantage in the college because she's used to running year round. That was a huge shocker. When I got to college, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to run in the summer. Like, what <laughs> is this? Like, <laughs> And so that was, that was a tough transition, uh, just that aspect of it. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah. So in a, in a world where Hannah is running the 800 in high school, what event or events are you doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I did I run the 800 a little bit. You I, did. Tried, I tried it a little bit. <laughs> you did. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I think, I think the reason I like stayed away from the 400, I, I actually ended up being very good at the 400, like towards my junior and senior year. I think I ended up splitting 55 flat in a four by four. Um, and I think it just, I didn't have that natural speed that Hannah had, and it just took me a while to develop it. I think with the 800 that I, I think I would have probably just run the 800 with Hannah, because I think at that point, I felt a little more confident in my distance abilities. And if Hannah had been running that, we could have been, in, I mean, we still trained together. We did all the workouts together, but like, I think I could have compromised and run the same race as Hannah. I, I mean, that's what I think now. I don't know if that would have been the case. Maybe I would have gone up to the mile, but, um, oh yeah, I don't know. Hannah, do you think you would have, uh, run the 800 more no. heavily in high school? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tells me like I've had. Coach Ritz, I think Coach Ritz said this the other day when I saw him. My parents told me, like, you should have been an 800 runner. Like they, people say that all the time. I actually, I wish I would have done heptathlon at some point. Mm. I think the heptathlon would have been a great, great event, but it never happened. But I didn't like the 800. <laughs> <laughs> it was painful. I mean, the 400 is really painful, but the 800 is like extended pain. That's some great so pain, <laughs> Hannah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Abby, you said you did cross country a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. What's a little bit? <laughs> um, so in high school, well, I, I did run cross country fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. 
when it was a 3k. Um, and then I think my senior year, I ran at our conference meet and I ran at, I actually ran at the Terre Haute meet. It was like a pre state meet or something. Um, so yeah, I ran two, I think two or three cross country races was not good at it. Did not like it, but I think in retrospect, I just wasn't in shape for it. Um, and I did run cross country a bit in college. And the reason for that was my coach said, um, you need to build your mental toughness. So we're going to put you in this 5k. He's like, I don't want you running under 19 or over 19 minutes. And so I think my PR in college was like 1828, which is like over nice. a second slower than Gretchen's current five five K PR a minute over a minute. Oh, I don't want to say a second. <laughs> a second. Oh no. Yeah. A minute. I'm a minute. <laughs> so nice. that's my experience. It's painful. Everyone says the 800 is painful. No, the 5k is painful. 6k is pain. I never did a 6k. Uh, the mile is painful. And I think that's where, you know, my strengths and like speed endurance actually shined a lot in the 800 because I never felt like the 800 was painful because I loved that event <laughs> for sure. I feel like a lot of it is learning how to run the event. Like if you've never done a 5k or hadn't done it in a while, it's definitely yeah. awakening. <laughs> um, is. is there anything else from high school that we missed? I mean, that's pretty much it. I, um, the only thing that no, I, I think the biggest thing was like, as much as I talk about like Hannah making me shift to different events, cause I didn't want to race against her. Um, I think having her there was very helpful because we were really good training partners. I helped her like with her endurance type working out and she helped me with speed stuff. And so like, and I think that's something that like, I, I saw this, um, I think Abby Starter was doing an interview the other day that I saw that was, that's something about comparison is the thief of joy. And I think that hit me really hard in college, but I think it was nice having Hannah. Like I never thought of her as a comparison, because I was like, oh, this is my sister. We're running together. And I think that's a kind of something I had to learn in college of like, oh, like these people are running fast for me. That doesn't mean I can't run the same events as them or run, you know, not run at their pace. It's like a good chance to like run as fast as I can next to them and help them push me. So having her there was very helpful and, you know, helped me run a fast 400 too. Cause I wouldn't have had that without her. Yeah, definitely. I know like with my middle sister, our relationship has evolved a lot through the years. Like when, I don't know, maybe when I was like 10 and she was seven, we would like fight all the time. Um, have you guys always been supportive of each other? Has it evolved through the years or what's that look like? Uh, yeah. We are super close. Like, I mean, obviously when we were, this is not really Gretchen because Gretchen didn't really grow up with us. I mean, when I left for college, <laughs> I think five Maybe five years old when I left for college. Um, but with Abby and Henry and me, of course, you know, you, you fight when you're when you're little kids, but we've always been a super close family and super supportive of each other, I think. Yeah. Abby, if you want to add anything to that. Well, I can add some to that. Yeah, you can add some <laughs> to that. Yeah, no, I we are all super supportive of one another. And it's been fun being in high school and kind of texting my siblings on the group chat about oh I just got this PR in this race I just ran this race and they're all like oh congrats that's awesome um I do remember the race before the race that I that I beat my sister's um school record and they 800 Abby's record Boo. Um, I, I'm just kidding <laughs> I texted her before that race and I was like hey Abby are you ready to see your record go down tonight oh. <laughs> 
it went down it went down so um, we have fun little things like that that go back and forth but it's all it's all good it's all good <laughs> yeah we, not- love, we love seeing all aggression success because I mean I've been out of the track and field community for a while as an athlete for a long time it's kind of fun to like relive that through Gretchen a little mm-hmm. bit so it's, it's been really, really, I wish I lived closer to Indiana so I could actually be here to see your race. I'm all the way out in Arizona, but we definitely are always on the live stream watching your races, screaming at the computer, <laughs> even though she can't hear us. <laughs> but, yeah. That's awesome. All right, Gretchen, to you. How, uh, how was early high school? How's the transition? How was freshman year? Yeah. So my freshman year was completely different from Abby and Hannah's freshman year. Um, I did cross country all four years, which is something different from them. Um, cr- middle school cross country was 3K. High school was 5K. So that was definitely a big jump. And I hadn't really like been a cross country runner. I was a sprinter in middle school. Um, so I was a little nervous. And I knew I wanted to do soccer too in the fall. So um, I remember starting off my freshman year with some soccer practices and I had done travel soccer in the past in middle school, um, but there was a few years in there where I stopped it. And so I get to the first park tutor uh, soccer practice and I have my old cleats on. Actually, I had some new cleats that I bought and they weren't the best. They kind of hurt my feet, not going to lie. And I had my shin guards on and my little, I was ready to go. And I kick, start to kick the ball around and I'm like, oh no, I'm super rusty. And all the girls were, were actually really good because they're all like travel soccer girls. Um, and I caught in the car after that first practice and like, mom, like everyone's so good. And I'm like <laughs> so rusty right now. And I was a little intimidated, um, but that I obviously got a lot better as the season went on, just continually practicing and, and it, it comes back. It's like riding a bicycle. Um, and cross country freshman year was not good at all. Um, I had some iron problems that I struggled with. So I got that figured out kind of towards the end of the season. Um, and doing the soccer cross country double, I really didn't train all that much for cross country. I was having a hard time trying to find that balance. Um, I would always go to all the soccer practices and then I do my run on my own if I was feeling okay and if I had a lot enough time. Um, and there was definitely some days when I was just like, you know what, I cannot run today. I am so tired from the soccer and the heat and just everything going on and the schooling all at once. Um, so I didn't make it out of regionals for cross country my freshman year. I think my PR was 1950 my freshman year, um, which I was really happy about breaking 20. That was like my little mini goal that I was super happy about. Um, but then COVID hit for track. So I didn't have a track freshman season, which stinks, but it also was a blessing in disguise. Um, I was just able to go out every day, train, be consistent, um, I had a friend that I went on my runs with, so we had lots of fun together. We'd always get either Starbucks or maybe Grater's ice cream after a run <laughs> or anything like that. Um, and I just week by week, I increased my mileage just little by little. Um, and I started to build up my aerobic piece um, slowly, slowly but surely. And um, I did slowly and I didn't get injured, which was good. Um, and I come out sophomore year cross country season, first race, 
I win it and I get a minute and 30 second PR. Oh. And everyone is like, what in the world did you do? Like, <laughs> what happened? And all I could say was that I was just consistent with my training and I just kind of built my aerobic piece up a little more. Um, and I, that's kind of where I became my distance, mid distance kind of self, I guess at that moment. Um, and so sophomore year was awesome. I did, I did the soccer cross country thing again. I did that all four years. Um, it got better every single year. I learned how to balance it better. Um, yeah, soccer day nights were rough. I would sometimes have to do my cross country workouts after soccer games. I remember one workout on the canal, it was pitch blackout and I had to do like um, two, three Ks at certain paces. And my mom was biking next to me and I nailed the workout, but mentally it was tough. I, um, the mid, mid workout, I probably had a little breakdown. not going to lie. I had many breakdowns during the fall seasons throughout my high school careers, just because of balancing soccer on my legs and then cross country and then academics all at once. Um, I never once felt fresh. I, I just, every meet, it felt like my legs were just heavy, like bricks. And, um, even at the, the state cross country meets, I didn't feel good because I always had the soccer because our team made it to soccer state sophomore year, um, freshman year, sophomore year and senior year. So with soccer, you don't really like peak per se. I mean, you're kind of constantly doing fast drills and ball work and all of that. Um, whereas with cross country, you know, mileage goes down little by little. Um, so I was never able to have a peaked cross country race, but I was still able to have a, a, some really good races. Um, but yeah, sophomore year was a memorable, memorable one because I had 94 minutes of soccer the night before my cross country state meet. Um, and we lost, we unfortunately lost the soccer game in PK kicks. And then, um, the next morning I come back out, run my cross country race. And I could tell instantly in my warm up that my legs were dead. And I was like, Oh no, this is not going to be a fun one. Sure enough. I get through the first one K the first one K at Laverne Gibson is great. It's all downhill. You feel great. It's really fast. Always. And then the rest of the race, just it just felt like my legs were on fire. And um, I slowly moved back to 12, but I was still happy that I was able to finish 12 after playing 94 minutes of soccer. Um, and then uh, the sophomore year track, I, um, I, I just ran the 800 that year, I think. Yeah. And then also the basketball as well. I've, I've done basketball all four years as well. Um, but unlike my... I trained throughout the whole year. So my siblings kind of only had three months of training. I continued running throughout the whole year. Um, basketball season, you know, nighttime runs in the cold uh, winter time was were not the best, but I still kept some running in. I kept my aerobic base going. Um, and sophomore year, I came out, I did the 800. I got fourth that year in the 800 with the 211.9 or something like that. So again, competition this time is just insane. The girls were were amazing, and um, but I, I was very fortunate to have such amazing girls around me because I think ultimately that pushed me to be my best and to run great times as well. Um, but I was so nervous before that sophomore year race. Oh my gosh. I think <laughs> I remember Abby and Henry being home 
um, for my sophomore year race. And Abby was trying to play some sort of game with me before <laughs> me, but <laughs> it was just, I was a mess. And I remember we were heading to, um, it was at Ben Davis that year and I forgot my grapes. And that just put me over the edge. I was like, oh my God, I forgot my, it was great. I forgot grapes. I always eat my grapes for my races. And I was already nervous on top of that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is just not good. Um, but it, it worked out okay. Um, I had a breakthrough race that day as a sophomore. Um, and then coming into junior year, that gave me a lot of confidence, I think. So I had a great cross country season again, junior year. Um, another great basketball season, continued to train throughout the year. And, um, then I, in track that year, I did both the mile and 800. I wanted to try the double out, which worked great. I was able to do both really well. Um, but I definitely feel like it took a, that mile took a little away from my 800. It's a hard double, um, especially in the heat of the day. So, um, it was, it was great though. I, I was happy with that experience. And of course I had competitors that year, like Addie Wiley and, um, Nikki Sutherland and a bunch of amazing other girls. And, um, yes, I won that state championship. I was hoping to get that maybe the junior year because I knew my siblings had three state championships. And in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, I want to get a state championship like them. You know, I, I want to get a state <laughs> record like them. Um, uh, but it didn't come junior year and that was okay. You have to be patient. Um, I was still really happy with how it went. And, um, and then senior year, you know, of course this year, I, I just wanted to embrace all the moments being it with the, that was in my last year. Um, cross country went great again. I again had the soccer state thing, uh, and the cross country the same day, cross country in the morning, soccer at night, which is a much better way to have it. I'd rather do soccer after running cross country that's it that's the perfect situation um <laughs> soccer before cross country doesn't work so well um and uh basketball was able to get a thousand points this year i think it got like 1200 points um which was awesome and i kind of became the three-point shooter i guess our our three-point shooter left two years ago so i had to kind of step up into that role and i got better as time went on but um that yeah that was great <laughs> and yeah. then of course you know senior year coming into track season I was like okay this is the year gotta get that state championship I, I want to get that state meet record um so I put my mind to it from the beginning of the season and um once again I knew I was going to have some tough competition and um I was prepared I was ready to do it and coach Ritz wonderful coach Ritz. He got, he, he got me in the best shape. He, um, I definitely probably ran a little more mileage than my siblings. Um, I had more long run type things on the weekends. So my longest run was like nine miles in my high school career. Um, you said nine, yeah. nine. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> longer than I've ever run. <laughs> I, really, I enjoy the long runs. I love them. Um, Definitely some 500s. Those are some great workouts, 200s, fast 200s, 400s. Um, but yeah, Coach Britz prepared me amazingly for both mentally and physically for that race. Um, we do a visualization practice every year before the state meet, kind of around the same time we're going to be running um, at state. And that just, that is just totally amazing. I, I think that really helped me to visualize how the race is going to play out. Um I knew Nikki would 
probably sit back a little bit on that first lap and then try to kick at the second lap and um, try to catch me. And so in my mind, I, I wanted to do a, a fast first lap, um, but I knew Nikki was going to try to come catch me. So I did reserve a little in the tank for that, that during that first lap, um, I came through like 61 high or something like that. Um, and then sure enough, the last 100, I, I feel Nikki right there. I'm like, okay, the battle's on. And I knew it was going to happen. So I was prepared. Um, and I was very fortunate to come out um, with the state championship um, in a state meet record time. So I got the state meet record back in the Farley name, uh, which I was super <laughs> happy about. And, um, <laughs> and I think um, for me, just like running, I ran quite a few national races throughout my high school career, probably more than you guys ran. I did one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did <laughs> both um, like cross country national races and track national races. Um, so I think that really helped with my confidence and just having that experience running against really like the nation's top girls all throughout high school. Like by the time I got to junior year and senior year before races, I had no nerves in my body. I was confident that I could do it. I knew I trained for it and um, I was more so excited and just ready to compete. I love to compete. Um, and so that was kind of my mentality going into junior and senior year. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So going all the way back to freshman year. Yeah. What, how did you make the decision to do both soccer and cross country and that those first couple of soccer practices, did it ever, I don't know, do you ever think about quitting or what was that like? Yeah. yeah, no, definitely after that first practice, I was like, mom, I don't know about this. I think <laughs> I should just focus on cross country. I'm a little intimidated by these girls. Um, it all worked out though. I, my first year, I was not a starter for soccer. I kind of came off the bench and then stayed in the rest of the game. Um, the rest of three years, I was a starter though. Um, but yeah, no, it was a little intimidating. I knew I wanted to do soccer and cross country. Um, I have always loved soccer. I did it all through middle school. I did travel soccer. Um, and I had done cross country as well. And so, and I knew running would be my sport in college at that point. I knew that's what I wanted to do because I'd watched my siblings run in college. I went to Arkansas, Clemson, uh, all these places and just watching those types of meets and, um, those types of people running, like just excited me so much. And so at that point I knew running was going to be my thing, but I still want to do the soccer. Um, and I think that was super beneficial, for just my running in general, but doing the basketball and soccer, I never was injured throughout my four years of high school. Um, I've just always felt strong. And um, I think doing those lateral movements and jumping and everything like that, I think helps to strengthen all muscles that I don't necessarily use in running. Um, so I'm happy I stuck with it, even though I had some initial thoughts of, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the low iron, like how, how did you realize that? Were you feeling off or did you just get tested like kind of routinely or what was that like? Yeah. So my coach was kind of wanted us, the whole team to test their iron. That's kind of a, a common, um, thing among high school, especially girl athletes, um, iron troubles. So I'm like, you know, I might as well get it tested. I was feeling constantly tired though. I will say that like, 
I remember like doing, going through soccer practice and then having to run after soccer and my legs felt like just bricks always constantly. And so I'm like, well, what is going on? Like I'm getting home. I'm doing homework. I'm falling asleep on my books at night. So we're like, okay, that something's probably up. And so I get my iron tested. It was super low. Um, it was probably, I don't know if it was in the single digits or the teens. It was, it was so really- we I all- should yeah, I should note, I think this yeah. is a Farley issue, especially. Um, I had a really low iron my sophomore year of college, and they never tested it in high school. And so I, I think that's why I also was pushing Gretchen to get tested because yeah. um the average like ferritin levels for like a normal non-athletic person should be like above 60. Mm-hmm. Um, and for an athlete should be at least above 30. Mm-hmm. And when I got mine tested, they were at six. Mine was seven. Um, yeah, I was, I was seven. I we all we yeah. all had iron issues when we were running. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's good, Gretchen. I think that's been the benefit of of coming up a little bit later than all of us having yeah. us go through the bumps along the way before she did. Um, because yeah, yeah, low iron is not. No, it was not feel good. No, <laughs> horrible. Um, so I found that out, and I'm like, well, gosh darn it, you know that's why I'm not running good at all. So. I got that figured out. And then by the time basketball season came around freshman year, it was kind of starting to soak in, I guess. <laughs> I don't really know. It takes a couple, it takes a while to like start to feel the benefits of it. And man, basketball season was great though. I was shooting the lights out. I was like, <laughs> where was this during cross country and soccer season? Um, and then, um, yeah, and then the track season got canceled. And I did a time trial my freshman year at the end of the COVID track season, I guess. Um, I got a 520 mile all by myself and probably a 220 something in the 800 uh, on a asphalt track in Lawrence area. So fun times. But yeah, and then having the iron just, it helped me sophomore year, junior year. It was all good then beyond. (laughs) Yeah. How was it like kind of following your sister's footsteps, Mm -hmm. I guess? Like, did you feel a lot of pressure to represent the name or? Yeah, a little bit, I would say probably. Yeah, I um, I wanted to be like them. I I saw them win the state championships right and left, and I'm like, well, shoot, I gotta do that now. Um, and um, so honestly, though, having that kind of pressure, I guess that little pressure, I was good a good motivation for me throughout my high school years. Um, if I didn't have that you know, maybe I would have been okay with a fourth place and a third place and a second place here and there. Um, mm-hmm. But knowing that in, I had state championships in the family name, I wanted to get one too. I wanted to join the club, I guess you could call it. <laughs> Gretchen yeah. was razzing us oh. uh, probably by sophomore year. She was like, Abby, I'm going to beat your time. And <laughs> I was like, that's great, Gretchen. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I did see it this year that. and I, I probably oh. should stop saying that or she's going to run my two Oh two time a little quicker than, than I'm expecting. So yeah, uh. her record was two eight high, I think. And mm-hmm. so when I broke it, I got two Oh five high and I wasn't going to mess around with those two Oh sevens, two Oh eights. I went right for the two Oh five. You know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> getting around I'm just kidding around (laughs) um so as you laid out you've also accomplished a lot uh is there anything or is there a a moment that really sticks out for you a favorite accomplishment 
Um, definitely this past year, indoor season, um, our team won the indoor HSR meets for small school. Um, Sophia and I, and then a couple of our other teammates came together and we had a small group of girls, small, but mighty. Um, and we all, I think we probably competed in every event, like they offered, um, Sophia and I got points in the 3,200, um, four by eight DMR, um, four by four, um, oh gosh, what is the, I don't know we didn't have a four by two, I don't think. So that was the one that we didn't have. But um, no, coming into that meet, we knew we could do something special. Um, we had it all planned out. And finally, like after that race, getting that state champion or the indoor state championship for small school was just an amazing moment. Um, and I think it, that really brought us together as a team. That was kind of our team moment, kind of like your guys' team moment with the third place outdoor that was our little team moment. Um, it was so special. And coming off that indoor season, the energy on our team was super high. Everyone was just ready to work hard and um, perform at their best that that season. And um, so that was a special, that was a really special weekend. Um, for me, this, the senior meet race, that was also a really special moment for me. Um, just finishing off my high school career on that note was um, something I'll never forget. And I was just super fortunate um, to be given so many opportunities throughout my high school career like that. And um, yeah, no, it was, yeah, I think those are my two special moments. <laughs> yeah. So, so when Nikki pulls up next to you, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I knew, I knew I could, I felt her coming a little bit. Um, and I knew she was going to pull up beside me because I know that's how she runs. She's a, she's a tough runner. She's a really good runner. Um, she has a strong kick like that. And so I felt her, I see a yellow shirt right in my peripheral vision. <laughs> like, oh man. <laughs> like, all, all I hear from the crowd is just this roar and it was crazy. Um, and I remember, you know, Nikki kind of pulling ahead and then I pull ahead a little bit and then she kind of pulled ahead and I was able to kind of push it into one more gear to step across the finish line first. But, um, it was exciting. I didn't really, I don't remember freaking out cause I'd planted in my head that that was going to mm -hmm. happen. I had thought through it. Um, I knew how I was going to react to something like that before the race began, um, and that whole hundred meter stretch, I just remember saying in my mind, like, I've won, I've won, I've won, just like the Billy <laughs> Bill video that my coach shows me all the time. Um, and just I basically willed myself to win that race. So it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. So you also came super close to getting the state record. Um, yes. and then you also came really close to getting it again at nationals. <laughs> How are you feeling now after that and being so close? Yeah, so definitely going into the Brooks National Race, I was going for that overall state record. That was my goal. Um, I think based off my training, I was probably, I, I think I could have gotten around the high 203 range. Um, and I will say that Brooks PR race, the first lap went out pretty slow. Um, I was expecting it to go out a little faster. Um and it got a little congested. I got a little tripped up. I got blocked in a little bit too. And I had I got my first battle scar actually. So I'm pretty excited about that. It, it looks pretty, uh, it, it looked a lot worse. Now it looks pretty good. But um, got my first battle scar in that two, first 200. 
And we came to that first lap around 62.8, I think, which was way slower than I intended. And, um, and so I think my last lap then was 62.6. So I negative split it a little bit. Um, and yeah, I wanted to get the overall state record. That was definitely in the back of my mind at the beginning of that race. But, you know, diff- all races are different. Things happen mm-hmm. in races. Um, at the end of the race, a girl did fall kind of right at the finish line, kind of in front of me. And I had to take some stutter steps before the finish line. So mm-hmm. I could have been a little bit faster if I didn't have that. <laughs> Um, but that's okay. And I was just happy to get on the podium third, um, and against some amazing talent in the country. And, um, I think just having that experience gaining national level racing experience like that. Um, I think that was the best thing probably to come out of that race, just preparing myself for college. Um, every race like that is every race in college is going to be just like that with girls all around you. Um, some races go out slow and sprint finish other races go out faster. And so you just kind of got to pre- be prepared for all different situations. And I think that really has helped me prepare for college. So I I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> there we go. Um, what, uh, what was the role or value of having Sophia to train with? Yeah. So Oh, it's been amazing to have Sophia. She, um, it, although we rarely trained together, I would say she, um, I did soccer in the fall and I never went to the cross country practices. So we never trained together there. Um, we only saw each other at the meets or on Fridays when I didn't have soccer practice. So we'd catch <laughs> up there. Um, and then track season, I was more of an 800 meter runner. She was more of a two mile runner. So we, our workouts didn't really overlap all too much. But we did go on our long runs together, which was was just nice having someone there um, on those runs. Um, but I think just having, you know, Sophia, someone just just there, just a girl just like you going through the same things, going through the recruiting process with her, um, having similar successes here and there. And um, being able to talk about that with her was just so special. Um, we were neighbors growing up, actually. We lived right across the street from one another. Um, so we would always chase each other around the yard. We'd play soccer together. We'd swing on her swing set in her yard. Um, so, and here we are, parked your teammates years later, um, both running together at a national level competition races. Um, it was just unbelievable. And it was kind of funny, you know, we're a school of 400 people and um, to have another teammate like Sophia, two girls of, at a level like what we were at um, was just really cool. And um, I I think, you know, definitely having a teammate like Sophia, you you push each other. She definitely helped me in the aerobic piece. I, I lacked in that. Um, she pulled me through on that part and I helped her on the finishing piece, piece like the speed and all of that. Um, and so we were a good combo. And um, now we're going to be moving. She's going to be moving to the West and I'll stay in the Midwest. So we'll see each other at Nationals though. Um, and we'll catch up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it was amazing to have Sophia right next to me throughout high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else about high school that we missed? Oh, gosh. That's a big know. question. Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> um I don't think so. I it's just been an awesome four years and I'm super happy I was able to do four sports throughout high school. Um 
And I think overall that's helped me become a better runner. And I'm excited now to just kind of focus in on running for the rest of my career. Um, we'll see what I can do without having soccer and basketball on my legs. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, Hannah, we'll go back to you. You would eventually go on to go to Stanford. Um, what was the process of choosing Stanford? Where else were you considering? How was the transition to college? Yeah. Okay. So um, I think my whole recruiting process is probably different than what Gretchen went through. We, we actually got a bunch of letters back then. So <laughs> <laughs> we had to handwrite, you know, the questionnaire and send it back. You know, I know you guys don't do that anymore. But anyway, um, yeah. So after winning state as a freshman, I started getting letters at school um, from different colleges. And like, actually the first letter I got was Stanford. It came, I think like fall of sophomore year. So really early. And I was like, oh my gosh, Stanford. Like, I, I don't think I can ever go to Stanford. Like that's, that's such a good school. And like, so I kept getting all these letters. I was sending them back. Um, and I, <laughs> It was very different. It was like you, you send these questionnaires back and I don't remember having much communication with coaches after that. It's kind of like you sent back your info. It wasn't until I think July after your junior year, July before your senior year, they could start calling you. And it was like a first thing, like July 1st or something, you could start getting, you know, calls from coaches and I started getting calls. I was like, oh, and, I, and to be honest, in high school, I was very shy um, a little bit socially awkward, I would say. I've, I've come out of my shell since then. So <laughs> it was really nerve wracking having to talk to all these college coaches. And I'm like this super shy high school kid. Um, but I remember the Stanford coach called me. And uh, so that was, I was really excited about that one. Um, Purdue was recruiting me pretty heavily. Like Purdue really wanted me to go there. And, and you know, a lot of our family members have gone to Purdue. My mom went to Purdue, my uncles went to Purdue. So I was like, oh, you know, it's kind of close to home. Um, but that could be really cool. Um, Notre Dame was actually a big oh. one for me. <laughs> uh, so Notre Dame, if I didn't go to Stanford, I would have gone to Notre Dame. Um, and then the, another one was Princeton. Those are my four official visits. So I did Purdue, Princeton, Notre Dame, and Stanford. Um, and it was just a lot of like talking to the coaches, trying to get to know them. Um, they came to visit me at my house. I went to see their school. Um, and why I picked Stanford though like when I visited Stanford I was I was blown away by it I was like oh my gosh like I had never been out to California before I was like this place is gorgeous and of course like academics have always been super super important to me um I I put a lot of emphasis on you know getting good grades in high school and um I was like oh man this is a really good school um at the time I thought I wanted to study chemical engineering <laughs> that changed later on um, but you know, Purdue's got a great chemical engineering program too. So I was like, oh, that's a good place to go. But when I visited Stanford, like I really, I really like the teammates. Um, I love the campus, I love the school. I was like, this could be really cool to go here. And I just kind of knew after that official visit. Um, when I visited Notre Dame, I had a similar feeling. Um, but I did visit in January. And <laughs> I I remember there being like two feet of snow on the ground, it was freezing cold. <laughs> Sounds and right. I was like, oh boy, like this, this is kind of rough. So Gretchen, don't you love being a sprinter? You know, we like the warm temperatures a little bit more. I was like, man, in California, I could run outdoors all year round. We've got a beautiful facility there to run at. 
Um, and of course, Notre Dame has its beautiful indoor track. But I, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I really got sold on the school. I was like, okay, this is this is my spot. And I, to be honest, I really liked the, the whole vibe of California. Very different from the Midwest. You know, I've grown up in Indiana yeah. my whole life. <laughs> different vibe out in California, but I felt like I just fit right in. Um, what were your other questions? I forget what else you asked about. Um, how was the transition? I was like freshman transition. Year. Yeah. Yes. Are we talking about track specifically or overall? I guess you give the whole thing. Like how was new school? Obviously very far away, new teammates, yeah. everything. <laughs> so I was super, super excited to go to college. I think I, I kind of wanted to get out of the Midwest and I'm like, I want to get far away. And I, I pretty much went as far as I could, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, Stanford starts quite a bit later. It was, you know, middle end of September. So like all my friends are going off to college and here I am still sitting at home, like waiting to go. And I was really, really excited. Um, when I got there, it was just an amazing experience. Like freshman year, we had, you know, new student orientation. I loved that. I met so many people in my dorm. And then um, my teammates really became like the people I hung out with all through school. Like I, I was really close to my teammates. Um, they're my, my best friends when I was there. And, uh, I was nervous for track. I, I did not know what to expect in terms of training <laughs> because in high school, like, you know, we worked hard. I've been like, oh, this, this, again, like going from middle school to high school, going to high school to college, like this is another level. Like I'm competing division one. I'm sure the training is going to be super, super intense. And it was, <laughs> it was, it was really intense. So we were doing like two a day practices, really, really tough workouts um, in the morning, like running up hills. And then we were doing workouts in the afternoon. We we're doing a ton of weight training. I got really strong. That's for sure. Um, but unfortunately my body did not handle the training very well. Um, looking back at my college career, I, 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 I just, I was disappointed with how it went to be, to be completely honest. And I think a big part of that was like all through high school, you know, I only trained, like we said, three months out of the year for track. And then all of a sudden I'm training, you know, hard all year round. And I got, I got injured so much. So my freshman year, it was probably April, May of my freshman year. You know, I was, I'd had a pretty good track season. I was running about the times I'd run in high school, like my fastest times in high school. And I never actually got faster in college, which is, which was kind of sad. Um, but my, my hips started really hurting and I was like still trying to go to practice and I was training on it, but like, it was so bad that I would kind of like twitch in my sleep and the pain would be so horrific. That would wake me up. And I was just in agony and like, I'd be running workouts and my leg would be giving out underneath me. And like, it was just really painful. And finally, you know, a month after this pain started, they finally diagnosed that I had a stress fracture. So I had a stress fracture in my femur which is like a really big bone, <laughs> probably tough to get a fracture there, but it was in the femoral neck and I was on crutches for a good eight weeks. I was the end of my freshman season. I went home on crutches. I was, I was really crushed. Like I, I had such high hopes going into college. Like I wanted to make it NCAAs. I wanted to, you know, drop down into the 52s, 51s. Like I had all these things I wanted to do. And then my season ends like that. And it was, it was really sad. Um, but I came back the next year, sophomore year, and that was my best year. Sophomore year was my best year. Um, and I, you know, I, I always trained hard, like at practice, I, I worked my, my booty off. I worked really hard 
And, uh, and in the meets, I, I really struggled still with that kind of performance anxiety. Mm. Like I, I would get so nervous before meets and I would, the times I was running in practice showed I should have been running so much faster than I was actually running in the meets. And I, and it was hard, like, you know, I used to, you know, be in first all the time I used to win. And then you get to college, run against all these incredible athletes. And I'm like back of, you know, back of my back of the pack, back of my heat. And it, it got to me. Um, and that was just the beginning of my injury issues. I, I don't know if you want to just focus on the transition or do you have other other questions? <laughs> yeah. So coming back after your freshman year, yeah. like having a stress fracture, like, did you have any thoughts of of hanging it up or what was that summer like? I never thought of quitting. <laughs> I I was definitely frustrated at times, but I love track so much and I, I never thought about quitting the team. Like I actually had a ton of teammates who did quit <laughs> while I was there, but I never wanted to quit. Um, it was really tough after that stress fracture. Like I had to almost relearn how to walk. Uh, so I had been limping for so long like I, I couldn't walk without a limp because I, and I went, I walked on it for like a month. I ran out for a month and I was, and I was at a fracture. And after the crutches, I was in a lot of physical therapy. You know, I had to walk, walk without a limp again, had to figure that out. Um, but I was able to come back and I did compete, compete sophomore year. So during the summer I, I healed, came back and uh, I ran really well that year. Sophomore year was good. I made it to uh, the West regional that year, you know, didn't go past that. Um, but just qualifying for that was a big accomplishment for me. So I was really happy about that. Um, but then junior year, I got injured again. <laughs> um, so when I was running, my my foot was starting to really hurt in my right foot. So my my stress fractures on the right side, my my foot was hurting on the right side. And I got an MRI and it wasn't a fracture this time, but I had a stress reaction in my navicular. And this is actually an injury that still hurts. This was back in, I don't know, really? 2000, 2011, 2010. Yeah. When I run now, it, it flares up again. It's, it still hurts. It's unfortunately it's a, it's a site that doesn't heal real well. So it's kind of plagued me <laughs> the last uh, 10 plus years. Um, but anyway, that kind of ended my season again. Um and then senior year, I just, I just got slower and slower. It was, it was really frustrating because I wanted to run fast so badly. And like my body just wasn't cooperating. Mm. And, and then after, after, you know, finishing track senior year, I, I had eligibility for a fifth year because I had, you know, I had to redshirt when I was injured, but um, academically I was going to be done with school. So there was no reason to, to come back. And I, I wasn't planning on getting a master's at the time. So there's no reason to, you know, come back for a fifth year. So that was kind of it. And it was kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you said that, especially after your freshman year, but I'm sure you felt this all throughout that you like wish that college had gone differently. Is there like anything that you could have done to make it go differently or. Looking back. Um, I don't know. Like I, I worked really hard and maybe it was too much. Like, I mean, I don't want to you know, put blame on anyone. Like it's, I don't know if it was me, if it was what I was doing. Um, like my body, I just felt like my body wasn't recovering. Like I wasn't, I was always hurt, always hurting. And um, I just, I think a big part of it maybe was going from 
you know, such a short amount of time training in the year to being all year round. And I just, my body didn't handle it well. And I don't know what else I could have done. Um, maybe if I had focused more on my nutrition or if I had, you know, made sleep a priority, you know, in college, that's tough. In Gretchen, you'll find this out, you'll find this out, but, um, you know, you're studying such long hours and it's, it's, you're, and as an athlete, it's almost like a full-time job. Like you have practice a lot, you have, you know, weight room, you have all this nine years, you know, doing your classes on top of it. Like it sleep definitely <laughs> was not a priority. I definitely had some, some, uh, uh, all nighters that I pulled, yeah. but and maybe things like that could have helped, but it's, it's really tough to say. For sure. Have you, uh, struggled with injury issues since college? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, but now it's more like I do something stupid and I hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I actually had, I had shoulder surgery a couple years back. I, I tore my labrum in my shoulder, so I had to get surgery to repair it. I was, and I didn't do it lifting. Um, I compete in bodybuilding now. Um, but this injury didn't happen because I was lifting. I actually went to this place that has a warp wall, you know, like uh, American Ninja Warrior, like the work okay. wall. And I tore my labrum doing that. And like the hanging from it? Well, I ran up it and I grabbed with my right arm and then I kind of hung from that arm and twisted. And I knew right away that it was bad. I'm like, that was either my rotator cuff or it was my labrum because I could not lift my arm over my head. I'm like, that's, that's oh. really <laughs> uh, that's rough. Our dog is barking. Um, but in terms of this is kind of off topic, which is something I thought of. Uh, academics at Stanford, like I loved, I loved being at the school. I loved every all my classes. I I ended up studying uh, human biology, and I wish that I would have used that to do something different. Like I I thought about being a physical therapist, and I, I kind of wish I would have gone that route. Guess I still could. Um, but I I again, like in track, I, I struggled with confidence a little bit. Like I worried about, you know, not being able to handle the classes that were really, really hard you'd have to go through. And like if I had gone back and do it and done it now, I would have done things differently. <laughs> like yeah. I got more confidence now than I used to have. What uh what changed? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um I think maturity is a big part of it. Um, and you know, I've, I've done well in my profession. I've done pretty well in my professional life. Now, um, I've been teaching the last five years. I finally found a job that, you know, I, I really feel comfortable in and I feel like I do pretty well in, um, but I went through a lot of different jobs. Like I actually, even after college, I really struggled finding my career path, like for a while, um, I did AmeriCorps for a little bit for a year after college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> uh, I worked at a startup company for a little bit, you know, doing the whole health tech startup thing in, in San Francisco. I struggled with that actually because I I realized that year that I can't have a desk job. <laughs> I cannot sit all day. And I think that's part of me, like I need to stay active. I need to keep moving. And I started having panic attacks every day. So again, the anxiety that I struggled with for a really long time, um, I started having panic attacks. I think actually a big part of that was the transition from being an athlete my whole life to sitting at a desk. Mm. And that transition 
was so much harder for me than any other transition. You know, we talked about middle school to high school, high school to college, that transition into being an adult and not being an athlete was so hard. Wow. And I went through a whole year of, you know, struggling with panic attacks, struggling, like even to make it to work. And, uh, but I kind of had to figure it out. So I was a personal trainer for a little bit. I really loved that. And I finally found teaching and this is a job that I, you know, I really feel comfortable in and really love and now I'm coaching. So, um, it's been a long road to get to where I'm now. <laughs> yeah. So that, that transition from college to work, yeah, like, was it more the not moving and not like, I don't know, yeah, being active or was it more like you, you've had this identity as an athlete, your whole, almost your whole life. And now it's, not gone, but it's not your maybe your primary identity anymore. Like trying to figure out what, like, who am I? Those kind of big questions. It is, is it more of that or? It's definitely both. Um, I just knowing how like kind of high strung I am, <laughs> it's it's part of you know not being as active anymore because you know I you know I'd ride the train to work for an hour and then I'd sit and then I'd ride the train back and I I wasn't getting to the gym I wasn't doing anything, but. The second part you mentioned is something I still really struggle with. Like I had that identity as an athlete my whole life and it is hard to feel like I'm, I'm not an athlete anymore. Mm. And I do, like I told you, I do play kickball. Like as an adult, I've played kickball. I've played sand volleyball. I've played flag football. I've played rugby. Um, I compete in bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is really kind of what fills that, that empty spot for me. Cause I do feel a hole, like there's a hole where, you know, athlete me used to be <laughs> and bodybuilding does fill that. My, my family doesn't love that. I do bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> Parents have mentioned that before. It's, it's not the healthiest sport you can do. And like, we've always been really focused on health in our family. Um, but getting up on stage and competing it it brings me back to when I was a track athlete. Like I get that same, that same feeling from it. Yes, there's the nerves, but also just oh, the feeling of competing against people and being on stage. And I did really well, actually. And I, I two years ago, I, I got third at USA's and I compete in figure, um, but I almost got an IFBB pro card. I was like, whoa, I'm actually good at this. And I'm natural. I don't, I don't do uh, steroids, which, you know, it can be kind of rampant in that sport, but <laughs> Um, so I, I, I did find something that I love, um, that allowed me to still feel like an athlete. Yeah. So you said you've also been enjoying like teaching, I yeah. think you coach as well. Like, what is it about those things that you've enjoyed? Oh my gosh. So <laughs> the past five years I've taught, um, middle school PE and health. Um, I'm going to be teaching at uh, high school PE and health next year. Um, I also coach high school track and field. This this year was my first year teaching, or sorry, coaching high school track and field. I'm the head track coach there at the at school in Tucson. Um, but in terms of coaching, what I love is like, uh, I almost get to relive it a little bit, and I just I just love seeing my athletes' excitement when they do well. Mm. Like I, I coached middle school the past few years, and that was fun. But, you know, in middle school, the kids don't take it quite as seriously. But in high school this year, like I had some kids and I coached the sprinters, of course, you know, I don't really know much about distance or anything else. So I coached the sprinters, <laughs> but I had some kids who had huge PRs this season 
And uh, I had a four by one team that missed the school record by like 0.06. They were so close. They're all seniors, unfortunately. They're all gone after this year. They made it to New Balance Outdoor Nationals. And like just seeing their passion and their mm. excitement for racing, it got me so excited again. Like I kind of, you know, been away from the track community for a bit and it's, it just feels so good to be back in it again. And like, I just, I just love the whole process of, you know, starting in preseason, getting them strong, you know, thinking about like, how can I do this to get them ready for this season? And of course, my first year, like I definitely did not do everything perfectly. <laughs> Like I've never coached a high school team before. So I'm trying to think about like, Hey, what did coach Ritz do when I was in high school, you know, doing a lot of research of my own to figure out like what the best training plan is for it, for them. Um, but it's been so much fun. And with teaching, like the same thing, like, I don't think I would be a teacher if it wasn't PE, like that is my subject. I can't imagine teaching math or science or anything, but like, you know, helping kids find a way to be physically active and like find something they enjoy because, you know, I'll have kids coming to PE class, like, I hate PE, I hate sports. I'm like, okay, well, let's find an activity that you like and that you will want to do the rest of your life and keep you active. So I, I just love that part of it so much. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what does the future hold for you? Is it teaching and coaching? Is that what? That's a good so? question. Um, it's tough to say. So one of the reasons that drew me to teaching at the high school and a little background that, uh, I started coaching there this year. They had a, a PE position open up this last winter. So I applied for it. And I think having my foot in the door coaching kind of gave me an edge a little bit. Um, but I absolutely love strength and strength and conditioning. Like I want to be a strength coach and in the middle school level, I could teach, we teach sports, we teach, you know, the basics, but at the high school, they have some strength classes and eventually I would love to be, you know, their strength and conditioning coach teaching classes on that um and keep coaching and then if you know if ever a, a college position becomes a possibility that would be so cool I think I need a lot more years of experience before that point but I would love to work with high-level athletes and just you know figure out a, a program getting them strong getting them you know really preventing injury too after my experience with injury like that's a big focus of in my training program for my kids like preventing shin splints which is something we have a lot of trouble with um, and, you know, having a strong core, having strong glutes, being mobile, like, mm -hmm. I just love that. And I, I hope someday I can take that, you know, as far as I can. So, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything about college, post-college that we, we missed? Um, I think, you know, I already said, I, I wish it would have gone better, um, but there were a lot of positives I took from, I actually, I think my love of lifting kind of came from college a little bit. Definitely like our, our family friend who helped us out in high school, but like working with the strength coaches in college, I think that's where I really found my passion for lifting because, you know, they had us doing Olympic lifting. They had us doing all these things. And I was like, wow, like I was the girl on the team that loved the weight room. <laughs> I don't think my teammates liked it as much, but I was the one who like, I looked forward to weight room. And it's just, I'm glad that I, I found that passion through that. Even though running didn't go as how I would, would have hoped I did find something that I really love. I think that's, that's awesome. Weird. Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing all you did. Yeah. Um, Abby, now to you. So how was the transition to college? You ended up going to Duke. Where else were you considering? How was freshman year? All that good stuff. 
Yeah. So, um, I went to Duke, I was recruited, um, to, to run there and I, uh, didn't start getting any interest until after my, after my sophomore, I think I got like one or two letters. Um, but I really hadn't run a like super fast time at that point. And it wasn't until after my junior year that like letters started flooding in similar to Hannah. Um, and after July 1st, I basically got phone calls every single day from coaches and I basically whittled it down to Duke. And I was also took official visits to Columbia and Cornell. I think similar to Hannah, we were looking for like academically strong schools that also had good running programs and um, a little different. I was looking for strong um, distance teams, even though I wasn't like super distance oriented, the middle distance kind of sits in the distance team um, for most schools and funny story. Um, so Kevin Germain was the coach at the time at Duke. Um, he's now at Elon and he had a, a house visit uh, my senior year when they were in town for the NCAA championships. And he said that he almost stopped recruiting me. Uh, he was a little concerned because he came over to our house and my dad was making chili at like nine o'clock at night. And Gretchen was sprinting around the house. like, Or she was like biking around the house at like, and she was like, what, how old were you at this point? You were five or six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were like biking around the house wide awake. We hadn't had dinner yet. We ate at like nine 30 at night. And my mom did most <laughs> of the talking because I similar to hand, I was like a little bit shy. Like, and Kevin was like, yeah, like I wasn't sure if like <laughs> it was going to be a good fit. Like, cause you didn't do any talking and like, turns out like our mom is like not a helicopter parent. That's what he was worried about. She just enjoys talking a lot and I'm shy. <laughs> um, so that was pretty funny. And I think similar to Hannah, like I went to Duke's campus and I just fell in love with it. Um, the school was beautiful. The, um, team was awesome. There was a really strong mid, mid distance team that was at Duke at that time. So I had a lot of good training partners and the coach, I mean, coach Kevin and I like really got along like we saw eye to eye on a lot of like training components and stuff and so um I committed there halfway through senior year um and kind of going into college I think the biggest adjustment was the I think I probably only ran about 20 miles a week in high school for those three to four months and so um Kevin was pretty good about like gradually increasing my mileage I don't think I did much more than 35 miles throughout the course of my four years at Duke. Um, but we did increase the volume and intensity of workouts, um, over a period of a few months or so. And, um, I didn't run cross country that year just cause I never had run cross country, I did train with the team and, um, was a very long year. I think like Hannah said, like running the whole year was like, it was very draining. Like by the end I got, I, I qualified for regional my freshman year, um, I had, I actually ran a lifetime personal best by about a second as a freshman. Um, and I think I had one of the top freshman times at Duke, uh, even though I felt like it didn't feel like a second was a lot, but looking back, it actually was probably pretty good for a freshman. Um, and, but I remember that specific race, like I ran a two Oh seven and I was last in my race. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, like, <laughs> I was like my whole like identity in high school was winning. Like this is weird to be running like faster than I ran in high school and like be losing. Um, so there was a major resetting of like expectations 
kind of at the big, like freshman year of college of like, okay, like maybe I'm not winning all these races, but I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on like the competing aspect of it and trying to run the best that I've run before. Um, so yeah, definitely a little bit rocky, still ran really well. Um, and luckily didn't have as many like injury issues, um, through my college time. I think the biggest issue I ran into is I have very flexible feet. Um, so I get plantar fasciitis very easily for some reason. Um, so that plagued me a little bit my sophomore year. Um, and junior was my best year. Like I, um, ran a lifetime personal best my junior year in outdoor season. Um, but it actually was a result of my indoor season, not going super well. I had the opportunity to run for our DMR team, the distance medley relay on the 800 leg. Um, however, we had one girl on the team was a freshman and she actually ran a little bit faster than me. And Kevin was like, I can't put you on this DMR. Like someone's run faster than you. And that was like heartbreaking. I was like, I went as an alternate for the national meet. Um, so I got to go, which was, was great. Um, regardless, but he was like, he was like, if you want to run at regionals and nationals, you need to start like making changes to like how you, he was like very forward and upfront. And like, that's what a coach needs to be is like, you need to make changes if you want to see improvement. And so a lot of that was around recovery around, um, like intentionality in training and working out. And so I kind of came out with fire for that outdoor season and, um, ended up qualifying for the ACC finals for the 800 was an alternate for our four by four team that year for nationals qualified for the second round of regionals. So the, I don't know if that's like the quarterfinal semifinal. So I didn't qualify for nationals. I was pretty close though. Um, and so I think a lot of the like times I didn't do well actually helped kind of like put that fire under my butt for like future attempts. And, uh, unfortunately, like at the very end of my junior year, I got an IT band injury. So no bone injuries like Hannah. I just had weird like tendon issues, I guess. And I think that's a result of like switching over to just running and my body just not using like certain muscle groups or, or, you know, movement patterns as much as I did in high school. And that IT band injury, whew, that took forever to heal. Um, and in that time frame, so it was over the summer between my junior and senior year, um, my coach retired from collegiate coaching and we had a new coach my senior year. Um I think just didn't go well senior year. They were really bad. Um, didn't really start running until like halfway or like towards the end of this, the fall. Um, and I think I ended up, I, I actually considered not running my senior year so I could do a fifth year somewhere else. Things were so bad. Um, and you know, the coach and I did not see eye to eye, which, it, and I think that's part of the reason with recruiting, they always tell you like, you want to like the school too. You can't just go because you like the coach. Um, so that was like the saving grace is that I loved Duke. I loved the classes I was in. Um, and so even though I had like a really bad senior year, like that is another reason I actually ran post collegiately. Cause I was like, I cannot finish running two eleven in the 800. Like that is slower than I ran at high school. Um, and I was really, really fortunate that my college coach, he was kind of in between his retirement from collegiate coaching and potentially thinking about PT school um, he was like, I think you can qualify for the Olympic trials. Like I'll train you for free for a year. Um, yeah. and we can. And so I was like, that sounds great. I don't have to do schoolwork. I can just focus on running. Um, and I, at that point I was healthy, just not in shape <laughs> at my senior year. And, um, so yeah, we made this plan and it was the best I ever ran. So I don't know if it's a combination of like, not having schoolwork or it was just more intentionality around like how I was training and like 
really taking ownership of like the goals that I wanted to hit. Um, and just really loving like the entire process. Cause I think that's something I also learned along the way in college is like, you can have these goals, but you have to really enjoy the process of reaching the goals because that's 99% of, of the goal that you're trying to reach. Um, so that's kind of my college in a nutshell. Um, I think one of my favorite memories was winning the DMR at ACC's and indoor. Um, so we got a, a big gold medal, which was, I think that's the only time I've, I've kind of won like a major, uh, championship event. So that was super cool. Um, and then, you know, going into that post-collegiate year, I almost beat Ajay Wilson in the U S indoor championships. Cause she was dogging it the last like <laughs> 50 meters. It was in the prelims and like, I didn't run fast enough time to qualify for the finals. Um, but if I would have beat her, she would not have gone to world. So I like to say that I, I helped her, um, not dog it in the prelims of future races. So that was pretty, <laughs> that was my like small claim to fame. <laughs> That's awesome. But, um, yeah. so like coming in freshman year, you run two Oh seven and you're last or you're finishing towards the back of the races. Yeah. And then was it your junior year that you're, or maybe sophomore year that your coach really called you out? Um, so do you typically respond pretty well to, I don't know like realizing you're maybe not at the standard that you should be? Um, I think you learn. Um, I think if he had been that upfront as a freshman, I think he still was pretty like upfront as a freshman, but I think the big difference for, for me between high school and college was that, you know, it's great. Like we have great, we had great parent support in high school, great coaching support, but they don't run. They're not, they're not running for us. And so I think a lot of the time I was trying to run for like my parents and my coaches and my team. And like, I think that's where Kevin helped me realize he's like, I'm your coach, but you have to do all the work. Like you need to decide that you want to do this work and put in this effort. And, um, I, we had like a very frank conversation right before that be like, not be on the DMR team, my junior year. And, um, I clearly responded well, cause I was upset. I was like, annoyed. I was like, I, I'm not doing everything I could be doing. Like I need to sleep better. I need to eat better. I need to like prioritize my time. So then, you know, getting all my schoolwork done and getting to bed on time. And it did really pay off. And I think that's something that has helped me like even past running is like, I do actually take like stuff like that pretty well. And I'm like, yeah, I do need to do this better. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, what, how did you decide to come back for your senior year? Um, the year that I would like, didn't run well. Yeah. Like when, with new coach and like, how close were you to maybe transferring somewhere else? I actually talked to a few coaches. So I was getting like, cause I, I was very conflicted because Duke was such a, was so good to me. Like the first three years, um, they did not want to bring me back for a fifth year with any, they weren't going to give me any money to come back for a fifth year. Um, even though I had run really well my junior year. And so that was a little bit, it, it hurt a little bit. Um, but that's like the nature of track and field. Like, you know, you get new coaches in and they have different ways of, that they want to like run the program. And so I was talking to other coaches and it wasn't until my college, former college coach reached out and was like, Hey, I'll train you that I was like, Oh, actually, this is a really great opportunity that I basically like get a fifth year. And even though it's not at the NCAA, I actually get to run against professional runners in a fifth year, like a fifth year of sorts. Um, and so I'm really glad that I was able to reconnect with my coach because I think I would have done a fifth year somewhere else if he hadn't reached out and said, Hey, I'll do this. And we can do this together and, and come up with this plan. 
Um, and so I did finish out, like, I think that's the other thing is like, you always have to be resetting expectations because things happen, things you can't control. Um, and so I think for that senior year, my whole goal was like, okay, I know I'm going to run another year. Let's see how in shape I can get. Um, let's see like how hard I can push myself. Um, so that I'm kind of setting myself up for this like final year that I have. Um, and so I ran better than I thought I did. I thought I could, I probably could or should have, um, but I think things played out better. Cause I think having no school and just totally be able to focus in on just running, like was a huge advantage to my, you know, success. Yeah. Well, was that the plan just to do a year and see what happens? It was, I was, um, I'm, I, I've found over the last, like, now that I'm like a couple of years removed from running, like I'm actually not a very intense person. I'm kind of laid back. And I think to be able to compete at the highest level for multiple years is very draining. Um, so I think looking back on it, I was like, I can do a year. I can do a year of this. Like I can focus in. Um, but I think having to do that intense level of running and working out for multiple years, like I don't think was in the cards for me. And I'm very content with that decision. Um, and I did actually end up having planner issues right at the end of that Olympic trial year. And so I was like, well, it's the natural ending. My foot doesn't want me to run anymore. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Uh, so what have you been up to since? Yeah. So, um, kind of after that Olympic trials year, I went home to Indy and I did nothing for a year. I worked as a hostess at a restaurant in Broderick Bowl. Well, I didn't do nothing. Nice. Um, I helped coach over at Park Tudor for the cross country team at the high school level. And then I helped coach Gretchen's middle school team. Um, so basically just a mental physical break from like everything. Um, and then I moved out to Massachusetts with my now husband, um, about a year after that. So we've been out here for, uh, six to seven years. Um, and similar to Hannah, I did struggle to find kind of like my path. And this sounds terrible, but like, I don't really have like a future goal, like for, for work. I, I currently in a job that I love and I have, I find fulfilling and I get to support small businesses, Massachusetts. Um, I'm a program manager for like a large grant fund. Um, but like my bet, my ideal job would be no job. That sounds also <laughs> terrible, but like, again, like I find joy and fulfillment in like the current work I do. Um, and me and my husband just bought a house a couple months ago. So like, um, probably just getting our feet under us and getting our house put together and, um, enjoying not athletic stuff at the moment. But, um, I did coach a little bit for middle school about a year ago. So I was a middle school track coach and that was really fun. Um, I've dabbled in, um, a women's soccer league, like adult soccer league. So I've gotten back to that. And I, I do still, we still run a little bit. So we'll go out for our like mental health, 20 minute runs at like <laughs> 10 minute mile pace. Um, but yeah, so yeah, goals have definitely shifted and I think that's okay. I think that's just, you know, how things go as you kind of move on in life. And I think to Hannah's point, we've really enjoyed watching Gretchen kind of turn around. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I get to be a spectator. I don't have to do all the work anymore. I could just watch someone do a good job. Uh, For sure. I think that's like the unspoken, maybe not the best part of coaching, but one of the best parts of coaching is the whole like 
getting to watch other people do the work and i don't know it's a lot, I don't know, there's a lot of joy in it too watching them like yes. succeed and, and improve and things but it's it's sure. also been very I, fun to like sorry hannah i'll go into a second it's been okay. very fun because like gretchen does run the event that i ran that i got very good at um and so she came out for like the new balance indoor meet um back in march and um it's fun to give her pointers because I, I think she came off of that 800 she like was a little upset. She was like, I didn't run like the way I wanted to run. I'm like, that's great. Like, this is great. Like, this is good. Like, this is good mindset. Like you're a little bit like, you're a bit like angsty. You want to like run well, um, <laughs> in the future. And like, it helps give you like an idea of where you're at in your fitness levels. Cause you don't want to be running fast in March. You want to be running fast in June. And so I think it's been fun to like, take some of the stuff I've learned as an 800 runner and kind of like pass it on to Gretchen and be like, don't make my mistake, get out fast. The first lap. Uh, <laughs> if you have someone that's really good at kicking, you want to make sure that like, you're not letting them pass you and you got to match their speed and like stuff like that. So, um, that's been really fun. And I will say it's very stressful to still watch other people race. So like, I do enjoy <laughs> the spectator life, but it is stressful. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say about coaching is, um, so I, I talked about, you know, getting nervous before races in, in high school, but I gotta say, as a coach, I think I get even more nervous mm. because like, you know, you want your athletes to do well, of course. And, you know, when the race is going as an athlete, you're competing. So you're not really thinking you're, you're going, but as a coach, you have to stand there and yeah. watch. You have no control. No control. Yeah. See what happens. And oh my gosh, I would get so nervous. <laughs> so I, it's funny, like, you know, I've always appreciated coach Ritz so much. And now that I'm a high school coach, I'm like, man, he was putting so much in like behind the scenes that I had no idea about. And like, now I know how he felt during my races. And like, I just, I've just grown such like an understanding and more, even more of an appreciation of what he does. So yeah, because you like you create these as a head coach, especially you create these plans yeah. for the athletes, and like they they don't really have much choice in in doing it or not. You just like hope that you've created the right plan and put the right team and culture in place that they can succeed. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of pressure. Yes. Um. Awesome. Well, Gretchen, we'll end with you. I know you're not in college yet, but <laughs> you are going to Notre Dame next year. Um. Yeah. How'd you decide to go there? Where else were you considering? How yeah. are you feeling about next year? All that good stuff. Yeah. So my recruiting process was definitely a lot different than Abby and Hannah's. Um, I, it's first of all, like you start talking to coaches so much sooner. Um, I don't know if that's because of cross country, because cross country is in the fall. Um, but I think I had my first phone call my junior year, like right after cross country season ended. Um, that was with Princeton. Um, I was a little nervous for that phone call. It was my first <laughs> phone call with the coach. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to say? I'm like, I ask these questions, but it went great. Um, <laughs> um, and it's funny. I did get some letters, letters still happen. Um, but I didn't really respond to the letters. What they do now is they request to follow you on Instagram and they DM you and, <laughs> <laughs> they say, hey, you know, we're interested. What's your number? I'd love to call you and, you know, all that fun stuff. And so um, that's kind of was my main way of communication. Uh, my first follow-up quest was my sophomore year from Notre Dame. So 
that was really exciting. I remember right before bed, I get a follow request from Matt Sparks. And I was like, oh, oh my, I was just so excited. It, it, it <laughs> honestly put a little fire under me to continue doing good in my running. And, um, uh, but my top schools were, of course, Notre Dame, um, Duke as well, and Princeton, UNC, Oregon, and Colorado a little bit. Um, I really love talking with them. Um, my first official visit was at Duke, and it was wonderful. Um, I I loved Duke. I visited Duke a lot when I was a young kid, um, and so I had a connection with Duke. Um, I was a big Duke basketball fan all throughout middle school, um, so that was definitely a pull for me. Um, and then my second visit was Notre Dame, and um, instantly, right when I stepped on campus, it's a beautiful campus. I, I just have this feeling, I, it's a feeling you can't explain, but it felt like home, the community was wonderful, all of the girls that I met were amazing, so supportive of one another, um, and they have a very strong distance program there, and obviously their academics is wonderful there, um, I was really looking for that good balance, and um, of course Coach Sparks and Coach Hosker, the new assistant coach there, they are wonderful coaches. Um, every time I talk to them, we just have a great old time catching up. Um, we love to tell stories and um, and all of that. And so I committed right on the visit there. Um, I had a meeting with him and I'm like, you know what, Coach Sparks, this is the place. This is home. I, I want to stay closer to home. I originally thought I wanted to go farther away, but um I, it just didn't feel right. I was a Midwest girl. East Coast has a little different vibe. Um, yes, vibe. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just felt like the Midwest vibes were best for me. Um, and I canceled the Princeton visit, UNC visit, and Oregon visit, um, which was really hard. The the saying no calls or the breakup calls, I guess you could say. <laughs> they were really hard. Um, I definitely had shed a few tears here and there. Um, just because I made such wonderful relationships with the coaches, because um, you know we're constantly texting, we're constantly calling one another. Whereas with Abby and Hannah, you only had a, probably a couple months to communicate with them, and yeah, you didn't have time to make like connections. <laughs> like, you know, it was a few. It was yeah. a few phone calls. If I yeah, remember. I was, was to say it wasn't much. In in my time, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't, didn't have, have the flip phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah yeah then so um I ended up going to Notre Dame um and I cannot be I'm so excited I I've already have a whole spreadsheet of some summer training workouts and it looks amazing it's it's um, I love it already um coach sparks knows how to how to put things together and um i it's definitely different than what i've done in the past for summer training there's more workouts earlier starting up um stuff at you know three mile progression runs at certain paces six mile runs with certain paces at different points um and some speed work also put in there which he knows that I do well on speed work. So um, he, he puts some some good stuff in like that. And um, I'm just so excited. I think definitely going into college, my main goal, first of all, is just to stay healthy, um, to listen to my body, to really communicate with the coaches about what I'm feeling and what my goals are. Um, and 
I, I would love to, you know, come out freshman year and be able to help the team. Um, I don't know. I think definitely Notre Dame, they redshirt freshmen, quite a few freshmen, but I haven't had any talks about that. So I think I'm, I'm good to go freshman year. I'm going to compete um, and hopefully be able to help the team in cross country right away. And yeah, we'll see. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, are you going to miss the other sports that you're, you're leaving behind? Yeah, I probably will. Um, there's, I miss it, but then there was another part of me that's just excited to not have, just have running, just run. <laughs> and I think mentally that's going to be um, wonderful. It'll just make me feel just a lot better, not knowing, knowing that I don't have to go to a soccer practice after running or save some energy for basketball. Um, Coach Barks did tell me, though, on my last phone call, he said, you know, if you want to do a pickup basketball game, go ahead, do a pickup basketball <laughs> game. Don't get injured though. Like be be safe, be careful. Yeah. Um, but you can still do that. I mean, I mean that definitely keeps you strong and it keeps you active and um definitely, you know, all of that. So I'll I'll probably keep a soccer ball with me and a basketball just in case I wanna dribble a little bit in the grassy area or uh, play some basketball on the basketball court. I did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my uh my coach would have hated it but i i did go play pickup basketball at the rec center sometimes oh, in college no i should have been that probably but gretchen just don't do what i did no, he's coach mark said no basketball <laughs> or soccer when we're training in season yeah. uh, no 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 <laughs> yeah awesome we have obviously covered a lot <laughs> this, <laughs> this podcast um before we wrap up is there anything that we missed anything you guys wanted to bring up um, I think just a big shout out to obviously our high school coaches, Coach Ritz and our parents and our family um, could not have done it without all of their support. I mean, having them constantly there, our grandparents as well. I mean, they never miss a meet, basketball game, soccer game. Um, they're always there. They're always supporting us. And for me, you know, just constantly having my mom bike right next to me on my runs and dad cooking at home, nice, healthy meal. Um, and so I, we're very fortunate to have such a wonderful support behind us. And um, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without it. Could have mm -hmm. done this, all this without our support system. Yeah. So our family's yeah. you know, really been a big part of it. Mm -hmm. For yeah. sure. Abby, anything from you? Uh, ditto. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, our parents definitely, I think Gretchen's had a different growing up experience being almost like an only child. Um, so when we were around, there was four of us. And so the energy had to be spread across all four of us and they still did a very good job. And one was uh, a baby. One was a baby. Yeah. So we, had it, we also took care of Gretchen. Yes. Um, got to, I appreciate it. Yes. And <laughs> But yeah, I mean, track has, it, oh, I always go back, like work seems so easy compared to track. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's because I'm in an easy position or if Think for yourself, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of things that I've learned from track that help kind of in the, in the work world. And like, whenever I do interviews, if I'm looking for back when COVID, I had to do a bunch of interviews for new roles. I, I always brought up track because it's such an important piece of like my history and you know it helped it, it has changed the way I think about things and um so I'm very appreciative of the sport um even though I go out and get mad at myself when I can't finish a 20 minute run but <laughs> you know 
it's still been good to me <laughs> thinking about the good old days yep. yeah awesome well i appreciate you guys taking basically your whole night <laughs> to sit down and have this conversation um your family is basically running royalty so this is a real <laughs> treat uh this episode will be coming out here in two days so looking forward to everyone cool. getting to listen to it but, yeah. uh, awesome could take another you. night to what to listen to it yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Well, our, our parents left on purpose so they could listen uh, oh. To-, oh, to the recording. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. smart. But yep. yeah, thanks you so much, Josh. Um, yeah, we're excited to see how it comes out. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very excited. All right, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you.